And with my workouts, he started in a chair, my chair wow. force workouts. Then he went to stand strong where he used the chair. Today, the son of a bitch can do my diamond cutter workouts. Professional wrestling superstar, champion, entrepreneur, author, and show host. Feeds you more interviews, more stories, more information, and more laughs than ever before. <laughs> Conversation with Big the Big Guy. Ryback with JD and Asian Joe starts now. Welcome to Conversation with the Big Guy Ryback. I am the Big Guy Ryback. And we're here, episode 125. Time is a flying by, and uh, I'm uh, we got DDP Diamond Dallas Page joining the show in a little bit, and uh, super excited for that one. As well as we got Ryan Satin with the Wrestling Report coming back here onto the show uh, with res- uh, Wrestling Sheet, and uh, have a little discussion of uh, pro wrestling. It's something that, uh, you know, we stopped talking about it for a little bit here. And, and I think for me, it's, it's a personal thing, too, um, with everything going on, you know, with my injuries and, and sometimes focusing on it. And, and it's always great. I understand a, b- a big portion of my audience. Um, you guys, you guys if, if not the majority of my audience, knows me from professional wrestling. And that is and always will be a big part of my life. So it doesn't necessarily, it's... It was more of a personal thing, and I think it was, um, I just had to take a break for a little bit, and I never want to get into uh, gossiping and things, but everyone has their opinions. I have mine, as we all do, on everything, and I know a lot of you look forward to hearing that, and uh, so I'm really looking forward to getting Ryan Satin on here, and uh, just having a little discussion about what's going on in the world of wrestling. And trying to give a little more balance to this show. And uh, like I said, I enjoy doing the, with me, Asian Joe and JD. And uh, that will return next week here. And uh, I, I enjoy thoroughly doing that and whatnot. But I, you know, doing the interviews for the longest time, you guys heard me say I didn't want to do interviews. And I didn't. I, I had no interest in doing interviews during a certain portion of that time. And as things, as time goes on, it is, and we evolve and, the show, there's, I, I feel, I, I, I would like to learn. I like having people that are more intelligent than me in, in different subjects and, and just having great conversation with different people. And uh, so I, I really, really look forward to doing the interviews each and every week now. And Diamond Dallas Page is, uh, is a big one for us. So uh, big thanks to him for coming on and whatnot. I'm um, deep into a fast, though, right now. I've got my stem cell procedure here Monday. When you're listening to this, I'll probably be drugged up and uh, going under for my 10th stem cell procedure on my back. It's been... uh, I'm going to write about all this someday, and I've said that before in my book. And uh, these have been uh, truly, truly... uh, it's made me mentally, mentally tough and uh, mentally tougher, I should say. But it's been, been challenging. And, and I don't think a lot of, like I said, a lot of people don't understand. And I've said I was extremely injured 
when I left, that that I, that was almost it wasn't the sole reason, but it was it was a reason why all the other reasons became more important uh, to me at that time, and it was a blessing that it has. But it, it's been, man. If you would have told me from the beginning when I started the stem cells, it was either get the five disc fusion or in the shoulder replacement or sit back and uh, let the stem cells work their magic and see what happens. And uh, I didn't know it was going to take this many procedures, but it has. And I am at 37 years old. I feel better than I have in years, but I need, I have a little ways to go. So uh, I know a lot of you too on social media were asking, you know, why are you doing this 72-hour fast and why have you been doing these prolonged fast? And it was because my doctor was the one that originally had put it in my head on, on the stem cell um, benefits of it between the 48 and 72-hour mark. And so I had to condition myself because as you guys know, I love food, I love eating, and, and I eat healthy. And, and I, love, I love junk food from time to time, and, uh, but I love eating. Feed me more catchphrase is a real thing. And uh, I've had, I had to adjust my entire way of thinking when I, when I came across all this intermittent fasting stuff and, and realizing it doesn't burn muscle and, and it, it, it taps into body fat and you actually function and run extremely well. But the prolonged fasting, you got to condition yourself to a little bit and this is, I'm going, I'm into 50, I don't know what I'm at here. Uh, I'm about 90 minutes away from 48 hours, which would be my personal record. So it's, uh, we're hoping that when the doctor, and, and based off the research and everything from my doctor and, and, and others that I've read and came across, it's if you can... That 72-hour mark is where the stem cell production rapidly increases. And so when he goes in to take extract my bone marrow from my hip tomorrow um, for the stem cells, that there are a greater supply of them, essentially giving me a super procedure. So in this stuff, this stuff is, is expensive, and it's um, I want to get the most out of it. So I'm very motivated. I'm very dedicated um, to my health and to my body right now after putting it through what I did for many years and always strived to take care of myself, but I was doing moves that were hurting me and lifting extremely heavy weights time and time again, injured lifting heavy weights and that stuff takes its toll on you. And I've, I've luckily been given a second chance through the technology that we have. And, um, we're close. I got my Shoulder, I got to get a scope on my shoulder. There's uh, multiple things wrong with my shoulder still that the this different doctor than we used back before is going to be able to go in there and scope and, and, and repair the tears that exist. They don't need to, they don't need full-blown surgery, but I have, uh, and I got to get my AC joint worked on. I believe they have to shave that down, I think was what was mentioned. And then they have to, I have, I have quite a bit of large bone spurs in there that are hindering my movement a little bit. Remove all that, fix all the tears. They're gonna. That's on the 29th, and then February 11th, we're going in. We're doing the new stem cell procedure on my shoulder, where they do all the old procedures that they did with the stem cells, but now they're injecting it also, I believe, into the bone. They are able to take stem cells and put it into the bone, so essentially the cartilage grows from underneath and the top, and it will speed up the cartilage growth even more. But that is my shoulder is. I could function with that and do everything with that. The back was the main deal, and, and as far as for wrestling and getting that, because I don't want to end up in a wheelchair and 
you know, it's been a blessing and I'm thankful and I've, uh, I have a different outlook on things now that the pain has subsided. Back pain is no joke. And if you have back pain, I sympathize with you 100%. It, uh, it changed me a little bit and, uh, it's, I don't do pain pills and, you know, things like ibuprofen was the extent of it, which I gave that up. We talked about on last week's episode on stopping ibuprofen. And it's, uh, I'm grateful and, uh, and truly thankful that, that I'm able to feel good again because feeling bad sucks and it, it's no way to go through life. And, and I truly do sympathize with people that are in pain and, um, you know, that's part of being a pro wrestler too, is if you deal with pain and, and, you know, that's something with DDP talks about pain management and doing the DDP yoga. And I'm actually thoroughly looking forward to starting that again here after I get all these procedures done and, uh, and restarting that because I, I got great results from that before, but, uh, and we'll talk about that later on with him. I do want to say, uh, for this show, guys, I'm really excited. We are now on Patreon. You could follow this show and you could subscribe at patreon.com slash Ryback, patreon.com slash Ryback as the show continues to grow and evolve. And uh, we're going to be giving you some different content on there that you could subscribe to uh, at tier one, tier two, and tier three. We have tier one will be the uncensored. Uh, obviously, we're trying to keep the podcast, the uh, cussing down um, a little bit, which we, we, we have edited out. It's for advertising, and I understand all that, and it's it's important. But we will be offering the Uncensored show on Tier 1. Uh, tier 2, it will be the tips of the week, will be uh, offered in Tier 2, as well as the Uncensored show. And then Tier 3, uh, both of those, Tier 1 and Tier 2, and that will be ad-free if you would like to subscribe to that on patreon.com slash Ryback and support the show. Uh, it is greatly appreciated uh, on all fronts for that. Other news, I got my 10-count creatine is now on feedmemore.com, and it will be on Amazon any day. By the time this comes out, it could be uploaded to Amazon already. It's been shipped out. And uh, as all the other Feed Me More Nutrition supplements are available on Amazon. And for you guys, it, it truly is greatly appreciated. I know it takes it takes a minute out of your day, and it, it it's I'm, I'm guilty of not wanting to ever do reviews. And I've tried to be more conscious of it for things that I truly do uh, love and enjoy. Um, but positive reviews on Amazon uh, are greatly appreciated. It helps us tremendously uh, on getting exposure for the product and for the brand. So if you could take a moment out of your day and uh, leave a, a positive Amazon review, if you like the supplements um, and they've helped you, it would be greatly appreciated. And it really, really does help us out here with Feed Me More Nutrition. And on that note, uh, the podcast, if you iTunes reviews, guys, if we can get some more iTunes reviews, and uh, as we continue to grow here and we moved over to Libsyn, a uh, new platform, and it is uh, your reviews are greatly appreciated, helping us again get more exposure, exposure for the podcast and whatnot. And with that, I'd shout out, as always, to a wrestling historian on Instagram. Please follow him. Uh, great guy, Larry Francis. He has helped this show out tremendously uh, getting these guests on, and we have more great ones coming. So uh, a wrestling historian on Instagram, uh, shout out to Warrior Massage Gun. Uh, I've used it every single day since I've, I've left WWE. It has helped me greatly in my recovery, and uh, they've hooked me up. Uh, they're sending me out their newest prototype. It's an even stronger massage gun, which I did not think was possible. Um, 
but Warrior Massage Gun on Instagram. It is, uh, it's the real deal. It's legit. Check them out. And then uh, Las Vegas, Vegas Skin and Beauty here in Las Vegas off Craig, Craig Road. They are hooking me up with uh, laser skin removal and uh, great staff friendly. And uh, check them out if you need any beauty. What's the word? Maintenance, beauty maintenance done, man or woman. But uh, I've one treatment. My body hair hasn't been growing back on one treatment. I got to go back here in February. So I'm looking forward to that. I think it's anywhere from 8 to 12, depending. But, I mean, on one treatment, my body hair has stopped growing. So that is uh, much welcomed. That is a nuisance in my life, and I, I hate doing it. And as always, Zevia, the official drink of conversation with the big guy. Zero-calorie soda sweetened with stevia. It has been a favorite of mine for years. They were a sponsor of this podcast early on and we hope to have them back because uh i like promoting things that i truly love and believe in and they they've been a big help when doing the intermittent fasting but with that one thing i do want to touch on here before we uh come back with the wrestling report with ryan satin is focus and what we focus our energies on and our attention on and it's something i've had to constantly improve on and it is something, it's, I'm very, as you know, positive minded, but negative, negativity is a very real thing. It's something we all deal with and experience and we have to confront and, and it's okay to be negative. It's okay to have a negative conversation, but the key is to shift out of that as quickly as possible. And sometimes I found over the last couple of years, not on this podcast necessarily, but at times, at times, just focusing on negative things that maybe just putting too much energy into it. And I realized it just came to a point. It was like an awakening and I don't know what set it off. It was just what we focus on in, in, in having conversations that are negative or if we're, if we're talking to somebody and, it, and it's, it's a negative topic or it's a negative conversation, don't respond to it because it, it it's taking, we're, it's putting us in a mindset we don't need to be in. And I got it something I had to, to really start being conscious of, and uh, what our conversations are are very important. What we, what we decide to talk about are very important. And that's not to say we just talk in a positive, happy, everything's happy all the time world. That's not the case. It doesn't fucking exist. But the, but the key is to not constantly, you know, if our surroundings are who we become and we have to be very conscious of that at all times. And that was something I'm really trying to be more aware of and, and have just just focusing on what I can control in, in positive situations and things. And it, things aren't all roses all the time. And that, that's the truth of the situation. But if we can, if we can get out of that, just shift out of, I always say just shift out of that negative negativity into a positive mindset as quickly as possible. And, uh, in, in switching topics or switching our focus onto something else, it will greatly help us. So if that's something you're experiencing in your life, you know, uh, becoming aware of it is a, is a major thing and a step in the right direction with that. And I think we're going to go ahead. We're going to take a quick little break here, guys, and we're going to be right back with the Wrestling Report with Ryan Satin. Stay tuned. You've heard us talk about Real Good Foods before on the podcast and just how much I love their Real Good Pizzas and Enchiladas. Now Real Good Foods also has their new poppers, which are a super low-carb cross between a chicken nugget and a jalapeno popper. All of their foods are low-carb, grain-free, gluten-free, and keto-friendly. Most items have as low as 3 to 4 grams of carbs per serving. 
from their chicken crust pizza, enchiladas, cauliflower crust pizzas, snack bite pizzas, and poppers, you can't go wrong with anything from Real Good Foods. All items are available at realgoodfoods.com, on Amazon, and in retail locations all over the country, with a store locator on their website. Save 10% with discount code RYBACK off of realgoodfoods.com. Real Good Foods. Feed me more. All right, we are back, and I'm excited. We have Ryan Satin joining us with the Wrestling Report for Conversation with the Big Guy. Ryan, what's going on? Not much, man. There's a, this is one of the busiest weekends I've had in a while. There's a lot of wrestling news going on just in the past couple of days that I've been working on, so I'm just, uh, I'm just busy. I'm excited. Busy is always good, though, especially in your industry. So I know you're, you're doing a lot of things, so I appreciate you making time for coming on the show. And uh, Wrestling is, is, is an important part of my life, always was and always will be. And I understand there's a lot of people that, that like the, having the wrestling on the show. So it is back. It's back in full force, and I look forward to what you're going to throw at me. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing your opinion because, you know, the first, the, the, the biggest story of the week is uh, centered around wrestlers that have been asking for their release from WWE, okay. and this is something you know very well. Yeah. <laughs> you that, and, and, and that's the main reason I was like, oh man, this is the perfect time to start with Ryback here. So um, basically, we'll we'll rewind a little bit. The first person to ask for their release uh, was Mike and Maria Kanellis okay. a few weeks ago. Mike Bennett. Um, and you know, we, we first reported this on the site that Mike and Maria had asked for their release. Um, he had been unhappy with the way he had been used. Um, I'm not sure how much WWE you've been watching. Still, I still but, watch. I don't yeah. watch it as, as much as I did. I cut it back in, but it's, I was where they weren't being used nearly that well or that often. Like at all. Yeah. 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 Basically not at all. They were, uh, you know, because shortly after they got signed in, uh, I think it was, I want to say 2017. I think it was like in the summer of 2017, they, they got signed, um, they came aboard, but then right after, um, Mike announced that he had been addicted to pills yeah. and, or to prescription drugs and that he was kind of, you know, um, uh, trying to get sober from that. Yep. And then Maria got pregnant. And so they were both just off TV for a long time. Bad timing with uh, all that too is coming in and, and very much so, yeah. very, very much so. Yeah. And so. Then they came back uh, to, to 205 Live. They were starting to be used on the Cruiserweight show. Okay. Um, but then that, that was like in November, and I think that fizzled out shortly after as well. And so basically I'm told that around that time, uh, they went to management. Well, Mike went to management okay. uh, on their behalf and requested their release. They had a long, he had a long talk with Triple H. Um, and ultimately it was decided, it was basically said that, that it wasn't going to happen. And okay. so... They talked how they were going to work through it and kind of like try to talk them off the ledge a little bit, and, and they've moved on since. Um, but, but then, you know, in my report, you know, because what I heard from multiple sources was that Mike asked for both of their releases, you know? Okay. Which um, would make sense. I, re- I mean, they are married, and if one's going to leave, it would, it's not, that, that's not uh, unreasonable to think that. Yeah. No, it's not a huge leap. And she's been very frustrated on social media, complaining about how, you know, why wouldn't she use Mike on the show with, look at this guy, why wouldn't you be using him and all that kind of stuff. Um, but then... Which voicing uh, your opinion on social media, I will say in being a, in, in it, it doesn't, there's a fine line there of how far you go and what you say. And I always use this example of Yoshi Tatsu. 
back in the day. There was when Tenzai was coming back up. There was like Japanese heat somehow from a new Japanese talent coming. <laughs> <laughs> this is a real thing. It, it, Yoshitatsu went on Twitter and like like made a comment like about I don't know. It, it's it's out there. Then I'm going to kick your okay. ass, something. It's like, well, no, you're not, because creative can completely come up with something different for that next week, because you're not being used. He's getting the, the, the big push at the time, and he got squashed like a week later. So it's like, <laughs> you got to be very careful. And it's not like a UFC fight, like, you know, I'm going to come kick your ass, blah, blah, blah. No, it doesn't work like that. Like, there are people in charge, and they go, nope, that is not the direction we are going. So you sometimes yeah, have to be careful. Do- You'll hear all the time, too, like, about how, like, someone tried to kind of, like, shift the storyline a little bit via social media, and they go backstage like, no, that's not what we're doing. Follow the plan. Like, yeah. what, are, what are you doing? There's only a select few that can really do something like that. Yeah, in the social media, man, you can get more trouble than good for it, I think, at times. And it has its purpose. If you, the best is almost just to use it when they tell you to use it as far as furthering <laughs> a storyline. They used to hand me things of, like, actually – uh, like a script to put on Twitter for certain matches and whatnot. Wow. And I remember the last time I did it is there, I was in the office and uh, they gave me, they gave me the write up for, it was elimination chamber or something and uh, to promote the show. And there was, there was a, a, there was like spelling errors in it. There was like one or two. And, and I remember thinking like, I'm done with this. You guys just made me look like an idiot. <laughs> People already think I'm dumb. Everyone dumb as right back. I was like, yeah. Like, I'm done. And they, I took my Twitter off the social media people so they didn't have access to it. I go, screw you guys. Yeah, because they have, now they, like, will do it for the wrestlers, right? Like, they'll go in and do it for them, right? They actually, yeah, man. That's Not to get you off your topic, but that was, I didn't, I was the only one that didn't sign the thing back right before I left. They brought us into a room to sign off on giving them control over our social media. And I, I, I was, my mind was already kind of made up everything and I was on my way out and, but a lot, they have control over most people's stuff. And like, they could delete their accounts if they want. Nobody could do anything about it because they signed them over. So, and that, see, no, I remember when that happened because the DMs from wrestlers stopped coming as much. They stopped. Really? <laughs> it was like, oh, that, well, yeah, because they can't DM as much from their accounts. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, Because yeah. the people because are looking. You're, you have Big Brother watching you. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Office, yeah. You're literally giving the office permission to watch over all your social media activity, which yeah. is very, very so, dangerous. Yes. Yeah, so my, the, the DMs dried up. Uh, I, I had to, I had to maneuver. <laughs> you know? um, Should have so, reached out to the big guy. I could have messaged you all I wanted. Uh, <laughs> so, well, okay. Then, okay. So Maria was complaining on social media. And um, so, so, um, you know, I put the story up before I put the story up, because um, I, because I really, you know, I try my hardest not to blindside people with articles uh, on stuff like that. Um, you know, it's different when they put out something in the public sphere already. You know, like a tweet or an interview or podcast stuff. Like that's different in my opinion. But like when I'm going to break a story on someone, I really do try to reach out to them beforehand and give them some kind of heads up, yep. um, just in case there's there's something that's false about it. You know, yeah. so um, I reached out to Mike and Maria. And, you know, after talking with them, you know, kind of going back and forth a little bit, it, you know, m- multiple times was told to me, like, we can't talk about it, you know, and I even kind of said, like, if it's not true, just tell me because you're going to go on social media anyway, if it's not true and yeah. say it's not, just, just tell me now if there's something not true about it and we, I won't run it. No comment. Okay. So I put the story up and then shortly afterwards, like the next day, Maria went on social media and she posted a thing on Instagram denying that she's the one that asked for her request. Uh, okay. um, 
But like you said, it very much felt like a semantics thing. Like, obviously, Mike was speaking on their behalf, and it was felt that way from the office. They're a couple. They're married. They're together um, on TV, essentially. Yeah. They're, yep. They're a package deal. So, I mean, it's not like just Mike is asking for his release. And the way she worded it was very carefully where it was like, I, you know, I did not ask for my release. Okay. So I, I feel like it's worth mentioning, but... Um, so at the very least, but, so, yeah. but, but, but Mike did ask for his release. Yeah. It wasn't, and it wasn't very granted. Much so. Okay. Makes sense. Very much They're so. probably not letting a lot of people go right now, I'd imagine, so... Nope, nope. They're, I mean, I mean, and I kind of understand why they wouldn't right now. I mean, there's a, you know, like, they have 100%. someone who is, you know, uh, biting at their heels a little bit, you know? Yep. So it does make sense. They'd be like, well, no, we're going to let you cool off on the sidelines for a little bit. No good business would, would start releasing people right now if competition is lurking, and, and, they, and, they don't, and there's a lot of unanswered questions with that competition. They don't, they don't want to... They're gonna they're gonna hold on to everybody as long as they can. So, absolutely. And so then the other people who asked for their release that was uh, this week was when it happened because Mike and Maria was a few weeks ago. Yep. But the other one was the revival. Yeah. Uh, the revival. Uh, they so basically after their match on Monday Night Raw this week they had a a match against the Lucha House Party uh, and they you know basically it was a six minute match and it was basically all used as a as a throwaway segment so that they could cut to the backstage and show what was going on backstage outside of Vince McMahon's office. Um, Then the match was over and they went to the back and they asked for their release uh, from people backstage. Um, They, and once again, denied it was, it was, it was said no. Um, But I, I I dug around a little bit. It took me a little bit of working on it, but I, I I kind of, I wanted to figure out like what the real, you know, the reason behind it was. Cause like you, you know, you had a, pretty big reason behind asking for your release it was it was a you you felt pretty strongly in that yeah. statement that you put out when you asked for your release yeah um i was kind of wondering if, if if there was a similar reasoning on on their end um and theirs was very you know from from what i've been told was very similar to, not similar in the pay kind of structure to you but i know that like they were firm in their belief that they feel like the tag division has just been completely destroyed on raw that mm-hmm. that, that there's just it's just been wasted that that tag teams in general in wwe have just been treated with zero respect, and they kind of see that like there is no light at the end of the tunnel because there's no respect given to the tag division. There's not really feuds. The, there's no promos. There's no real angles with the teams. It's just kind of like a directionless division. It's yeah, no, it's tough. And when you're there and you're doing the shows, and again, a lot most of the wrestlers, and we've I've talked about this, is the live events are what you you work for there because the live events are where you're usually going able to go out there as a performer and put in time. And and get that that your wrestling fix, so to speak. TV is a different ball game, and you got it, it's Vince's show. He's going to do what he's what he wants. He's always done what he wants, and he has his ways. And it just trickles down from there. And it's when you go there, you have to understand that 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 is what you you are working for one guy and and what he wants. And it's it doesn't always it, it, even the top tier people. I mean, you are you're fighting week to week. I remember Shield guys, man, constantly every week having to go in there and try to change stuff because they were being written some pretty, like. But you got to be aware of that. You got to, and I've learned too from my experience there, Ryan. We all have a choice at the end of the day, and you got to go in there and uh, they Triple H talks about the game, and and part of the game there is is how much are you willing to fight for something and talk, and it, it is a very stressful thing week after week showing up. 
and you got stuff and you see, it, it becomes tiresome. You want to go stretch. You want to go eat. You don't want to sit outside. I had to sit outside Vince's office for hours sometimes to go have a conversation. One time with Kevin Owens to make sure I, it was on Raw. He was getting the better of me on something, and we were going into our program, which he was going over on the program already, and it was known. I think he already had the IC title, and it was our rematch. And it was something where I I fought. It took all day, Ryan, to get it written in for me to be able to go out there pissed off and boot him and power bomb him in the ring to get one up on him going into the feud. And it took the entire day for that one thing that ultimately wasn't going to really have much of a... It was just to give the match a little bit more steam going into it. But I, it was stressful. So, and that's the other thing is these performers and they're there. These guys love wrestling and it, it's not always what you sign up for when you become part of the television product and you got to fight tooth and nail to get things switched sometimes. And it's sometimes it's not worth the effort. And you guys, you get guys that become complacent and it becomes a paycheck and whatnot. And if, but if you're not satisfied and from the sounds of it, it looks like they're not satisfied with the wrestling portion of it. And I get it and I respect that. And it takes balls to go there and, and to speak up and ask for your release from a company that for most of us is all we ever wanted to do is work for this one place. And, and sometimes you get there and you realize it's not exactly what you thought it was. And there's a lot of parts of it that it are. There's a lot of great parts to it too. But if they, I'll never, I'll never knock anyone for doing what they feel, man. And, and if they're passionate about it and they love pro wrestling and, you know, and now I'm sure we're going to talk about there's, there's other options popping up now for guys. And, um, so I, I think it takes tremendous courage though, to be able to do that. And, uh, especially at the show after your match and whatever, I was going to ask you if you knew what, if there was anything on, was it that particular match? Was it because it was a throwaway segment? Actually, from what I was told, uh, the, the actual boiling point was them realizing that, you know, even though they were having this tag match, the actual tag team champions weren't even on the show. Like, <clears> they're <throat> like, well, that's how pointless and directionless this division is. Like, yeah. we're, what are we fighting? Like, what are we doing this for? Like, the champions aren't even being featured in any way. Like, so, in my mind, like, I, we were talking to my friends this week, um, you know, on my, on my other podcast and on Wrestling Sheet Radio. We, there was, my two co-hosts couldn't even remember who the tag team champions were for a minute. I mean, that's yeah. how directionless the division is right now. And I think the boiling point was really them realizing that, like, even, even if we get what we want here, what are we getting, you know? And I, and I, and you mentioned, you know, you mentioned Ali, well, you kind of, you know, reference Ali wrestling a little bit with, yeah. with other options out there. Um, and one of the things that was in the news week was Cody kind of mentioning that Ali wrestling isn't going to have writers that, that, that the wrestlers are kind of going to be the ones that are, that are kind of producing the show in, in a way, you know, like obviously that he's going to be executive producer yep. from what I've heard. And there's going to be, you know, producers, but in terms of writing, there's not going to be like a team of people handing you what to say, like telling you the tiny little intricate things that they're going to give you more of like an outline type thing. Do you think that's a better, you know, system considering you had to wait, you know, all day to, to yeah. ask to powerbomb someone? Yeah, no. And I, I don't think that's a bad thing at all. And I think and, and I'm happy for Cody very much. I've known him a long time. And, and he we used to sit around, man, in my studio in Louisville, Kentucky, a group of us, me, Cody, Timmy Baltimore, Fearless Jack Bull, Cliff Compton, Domino, smoke a bunch of shitty weed, Ryan, and uh, I wasn't a weed guy, but I smoked it with them, and I'm going to tell you a little story, but we would sit and watch WWF or WWE Classics on Demand, 
and talk wrestling and hearing Cody. We'd come up with ridiculous gimmicks, and that's all we did for hours. And it was me. I'm not going to – they would always order pizza. And I was like, I'm not eating that shit. I'm not eating that shit. And by the end of the night, I'd be so high, they'd leave the pizza in my, my apartment, and I'd eat the pizza every fucking night, Ryan. And they knew it. <laughs> they would always leave me like four or five slices because they knew the big guy was going to cave in. when they And they would – I'd always say, take the pizza, guys. Take the pizza. And then they'd leave it. But <laughs> – We'd always sit around and bullshit and talk wrestling, and Cody's always had a mind for it, and he gets, you know, I am i don't think that's a bad thing, because when you have writers, and I don't think, in, in WWE is a business, and it's an entirely different structure, and they've evolved, and they've changed, and they have advertised, it's just a different machine. It is not easy dealing with writers, though, going out and having, and I, I had many times for myself where they'd write, they write you this stuff, and you memorize it, and then they change it. It's really, really, that is, there's nothing more frustrating because it takes time to memorize that stuff and then memorize it to try to say it how you could say it and not look like you have it memorized. That's an entirely different thing. And the longer it gets, the harder that gets and whatnot. So, I, I mean, I acted when I was younger, like as a kid, you know, like not, I mean, not, I mean, I tried when I was like early, you know, you know like twenties or whatever, but like just from going to acting school and stuff, like there's like, it's not easy to do that just with that kind of stuff. I couldn't have, and I have. A week, let's say, to memorize yeah. something. I couldn't imagine just having like a few hours to memorize something and then have like a, a change brought in like that. That's not easy at all. No, no man, not. it's stressful. And it, it, you're better off with like, I always equate this. This is what for me and, and for Vince, I, when I was feuding with Cena, I came out on an ambulance to do a promo and they changed the promo on me. It was multiple sheets. They changed it uh, two or three times that day. And not even kidding, I was the opening segment. I had to get in the ambulance, and they had to drive me out there. I had to climb on top of the ambulance. 30 minutes before we go live, our opening segment on Raw, uh, that I got to cut this promo on top of the ambulance, I finally got memorized because they changed it a couple times on me. Vince wants to see you. We're changing the entire promo. This is 30 minutes before Raw. And then they go in there, and it's the two writers, Dave Kapoor and uh, what's the other? Ed. Ed Koski. Ed Koski, yes. Is that yeah, and great guys. And and they have the toughest job in the world. And they're in there. And whether this was a test or whatnot, it was in there. And, and they change everything. And they're, they're giving Vince lines. And they're typing bullet points as Vince is like is sitting there. Then a thought would come to him. Like sitting there, silence for like five minutes. We're all just sitting there looking at each other. You're waiting for Vince just to give his thoughts on what he's, the next bullet point is going to be. They give me the fucking script. Two pages of, bu- two pages of bullet points. Two <laughs> before five minutes before Raw goes live, I get out of the office. I'm looking at these lines like there were some of the same things they had in the other ones. I'm like, holy shit! They're like, we got to go, we got to go. They rush me to the ambulance. They throw me in the ambulance. They shut the doors. It's pitch fucking black in there. I got my phone <laughs> trying to read. I hear feed me more fucking hit. I'm like, I don't have any of this. I literally just fucking throw the papers down. I get. I've never been more angry, and I just talked about how much I hated the fans. <laughs> and Vince, Vince loved the promo. Vince said that was my best promo to date, and that's what I realized. I was like, but it was pure emotion. That was my instincts just kicked in, and I knew yet whether it was a great promo or a bad promo, but it was just on. That was on as on the fly as it gets, man. But it's dealing with that's writers great. isn't always easy, and dealing with Vince. So having wrestlers giving you material that understand the business that that will understand how they like going out there and feeling it and getting bullet points i think it's a good thing and i think they i think all offering an alternative way to the system of wwe is not a bad thing 
No, not at all. I mean, you know, I, I, I did that. Uh, I did a video on my YouTube channel where I was talking about people that I wanted to see in Ollie wrestling. I mentioned you as one of them. And then I got flooded with just like, oh, what, right back. But I, I would like, I mean, I would like to see it. Is that something that interests you, going to Ollie wrestling? So I, I think before I ever, I have to get healthy. And like I got my, I'm fasting right now like for 72 hours. I got another stem cell tomorrow on my back, number 10. Then my shoulder scope on the uh, 29th, and then another sh uh, stem cell on my shoulder on the 11th. I fucked up. That was people don't. Yeah. So that was I. I, I talked about this. I've, I, when I first left, and you said like I, I asked them to let my contract run out initially, and it was met negatively where they were going to job me out, pull me off TV, and then fire me. So that's when I kind of took things into my own hands. And I wrote the thing on pay wasn't for, I raised a question on equal pay. That was for the wrestlers. That wasn't for me. I turned down a multi-million dollar deal. Like, you know, I, it wasn't for me. I, I was hurt and I needed to let my body heal. And I didn't realize it was nearly as bad as what it ended up being. And uh, I'm being given a second chance and I'm really grateful for it. But my focus is getting entirely healthy because I, and it, I would be lying to you if I said I, I walked away from WWE with a purpose and, and I wanted to do some other things, but it was the pain that I was in that led me to walking away. I never, I never would have left if I wasn't in pain. That was, that uh, but I feel like I would be lying if I said deep down, there's some unfinished business. I'm not happy with the way that I left. Um, but that was a culmination of a lot of different conversations when I walked out. Um, I'm a very loyal person too. And I've always been, uh, that is something I've always taken pride in myself. But with that said, um, business is business, and I would be open to discussing things with any promotion. But like I said, when I left and people always said, why didn't you go to this? Why didn't you go to that? I'm very protective of my brand and my name and what I left with and not ruining that somewhere else either because I know what I could walk back into if I do it right. I know. No, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. I mean, how, how long, you know, let's say estimate, how long do you think to your, you could potentially be back at 100%? Think? I think it's going to depend on how I feel after these procedures. Like, so I can tell you right now, and people, I feel if I wanted when I left, I could have signed with somewhere and, and really tried to push myself. I was really fucked up. I, my, my leg was atrophying. My arm was atrophying. They told me I needed five discs fused and a shoulder replacement. So, but people uh -huh. lose, they don't hear that part of it. And they just, they, they see this other stuff and, I need to get healthy, like to be able to function. So I'm not in a wheelchair. If I would have went and did that and tried to push myself or create any buzz, I would have been retired. Yeah. This has been a very, and I've had to be patient and listen to a lot of shit from people. And it's like, I'm almost the lightest at the end of the tunnel. I do think, I think after these procedures, I should know probably in around March, how I'm feeling and whatnot. Right. And, but I, like, I'm prepared, like, no, I am prepared. If I need to take another year, I'll take another year at the end of the day. Like, I would rather do that and have a shot at coming back at 38 next year and being completely healthy to push myself like I, I really need to be able to do to be able to be competitive and like and because I, I, I don't want to be less than what I was before and I want to be better and, and whatnot. So it's been I need to get the stem cells have taken a lot of time. I was really fucked up. So and it's been mentally really tough and whatnot. But I, I talk about it on the show and sometimes there's misinformation that's put out there and. I just want to get healthy so I don't end up in a wheelchair, essentially. And yeah, I, no, I mean, yeah. I don't disappoint my fans. I don't want to come back and not be what I was. And I, I, I know what I, I know where I have to be physically. My back is really close, so this should be the final procedure on my back. 
and uh, and the shoulder I could function with. But if my back is going to be what they tell me it's going to be after this super procedure, I think I'm going to be all right to return fairly this year if I can. So. Yeah, and back stuff is no joke. Like you said, you don't want to be in a wheelchair. I mean, like as much as you love wrestling, you love in walking. You yeah, know? yeah, no, and then not being in pain. I, and I've talked about it earlier on this podcast. Just I sympathize with people with back pain, and it was it's not it's scary, man. And, and I, I talked to Diamond Dallas Page here coming up, and we uh, he was talking about his back a bit, and he had two discs. I was like, I had five L one, two, three, four, and five from that backpack stunner that were completely destroyed. And it, was, it wasn't anything else because Ryback doesn't bump that much or this and that, but there's a lot people don't see. I was working Big Show, Mark Henry, and Kane on live events, majority that I was bumping a hell of a lot more than I normally did when I worked other guys and whatnot and picking them up every night and then doing that backpack stunner with the other guys. And uh, I That learned was my, really what it was, the backpack yeah, stunner? because it's just pure yeah. compression on your back. Think about it. You got 200-something pounds on yeah. your back. I'm taking – I'm sitting – I'm the one taking it, and you look at Hogan – with the leg drop in Austin, with his back and stuff too, with the stunner, the ass bump is the Bella one. Bella too, with, uh, yeah. with, when she was hurt. The ass bump is the one bump. The energy can only go one place, I tell people, and it travels up your spine and it compresses your disc. That's what the um, Ember Moon girl, I, I fear for her later on because she's doing the stunner off the top rope, taking that ass bump with that impact. I did it for 10 years and didn't feel anything and then finally just started waking up with back pain. So it's... Oh. I, I never. I quit doing that move. I think the last time I did that move was on an independent show, uh, probably two years ago. And I remember my back hurt. It was the pain. I got to the hotel room and I just said, "I go, what am I doing, man? What the fuck am I doing?" Like I was. It was. It was just. It was like the awakening for me. But yeah, man. I, eventually, I would like. When, I think once I'm completely at a point, health wise. I'll, I will I will focus on on what I want to do pro wrestling wise, but like I've said, I've, I'm very protective of the name and the brand, and I left at a certain level, and I could go back at a higher level if it's done right, and not ruining that, and not to say signing anywhere else would ruin that, but just I'm there deep down there is unfinished business still, and I think and I get with my fans and everything, so. I'm of the same belief, you know. To be honest with you, like I I'm of the belief that you did reach a certain level to where you can take your time and if done right, it would be impactful because I, you know, I, I know I'm not the only one that feels like, uh, like it, it, it went awry. It went different than it should have, you yeah, know? And it I, doesn't I, I, feel right. Right. It doesn't feel right. No, but at the no. same time, I wouldn't be who I was if it didn't. And it, it could serve a greater purpose later on. So, but I, man, I get fan mail and it, I do the, it, it kills me when I get stuff from kids, man, and adults. And they, they say the same thing. And it's like, is uh, it, it, you got to do it for your own reasons, but it's like deep down, it's it's like okay, I'm not the only one that thinks this, so it's no, dude. And people can uh, the people that listen to this and call me a mark all they want, but like I was, a, you know, I'm also a fan. Like I might cover wrestling, but I'm also a fan. Yeah. And at that time, you know, I wasn't, I didn't run my own wrestling website. I was, you know, I was covering news, but I wasn't just, you know, uh, only covering wrestling. And I always felt that way about it. Like I was, I was. I, I felt really bad. I remember being so mad at how it all played out at, 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 when the streak was going on. I was, yeah, I was a bear. No, bear thank you very much. But it's all for the, it's all for the best. And you like, it's, yeah, it's, part, of, it's part of the journey. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it will like everything I have in my life is because of that. That's what motivated me, man, to learn and start reading more and l listening to the audiobooks about business. Cause I realized some stuff was going to be out of my control. So it's like, now I have all this. And if hopefully, and you can go back and learn from past mistakes and whatnot. So 
it's all you can do is learn and grow, man, and evolve from it. And, and who knows? The story may, it all may wrap around and tie together someday. Who knows? And if it doesn't, it doesn't. But. Yeah, no, I, I look forward to seeing where it goes. But I also much more want you be able to walk. So, I, yes, so I, I'm pre- glad, I'm glad I that you're working that. It's, it's amazing sometimes, you know, like the, the, the wrestler mentality of like, no, I got to be out there. Like not everybody thinks that way. Like there are so many people that get so caught up in the bubble that they're like, no, I'm going to work through this injury because yeah. I have to. Well, and, we all and, do and it. I, oh, we all do it. And there just comes a point where like I came to a point where financially I was comfortable enough and where you, you look at things and, and you just get sick of being in pain. I was in pain for my last two years there. And it's just now I was getting shots and things and the cortisone ate away all my cartilage. And it just it comes a point where I was like, I got to get away from this or I'm going to end up like all the old timers. And it was, yeah. and, I, and that's, and I'm grateful I've been able to learn from them and their, and their mistakes and what they had to go through because they had it different than we had it and whatnot. And I, I'll probably have another chance to do this right. But that's wrestlers, we lie to ourselves a lot too. And oh, yeah. part of being a wrestler is you got to be in pain all the time. No, you don't. Not if you do it. If you can, you can, you want to do your best not to be in pain. And we're all going to have nagging injuries, but you don't want to have. I wasn't. I wasn't dealing with a nagging injury anymore. I was dealing with, like you said, walking or being in a wheelchair eventually, or being hunched, hunched over. And well, I find it amazing that Chris Jericho, and this is the last one I'll bring up since we went way over time or whatever. But like, I'm amazed with Chris Jericho at his age that he's never been injured in wrestling. He says. And now, yeah. you know, like he signed with All Elite Wrestling. And, the, the, you know, one of the other big stories of the week was that he said that um, prior to signing with, him, with, with All Elite Wrestling, uh, that he actually almost did sign with Impact. Yeah. That they presented a, a pretty big offer to him that he was pretty happy with. Um, he was happy with the opponents they had lined up for him, like uh, Sammy Callahan, Brian Cage, uh, Rich Swan. Um, I'm leaving out one more person, but they had like a solid slate of people. He was, he was willing to go there. He, he was thinking about going there. Obviously he's friends, Don Callis. He's friends, Scott Demore. He, yep. he helped them get the job there. Um, and he, he was actually thinking of going, but then the all elite wrestling offer came in and he says that it was, uh, the best contract offer he's ever been offered in his entire that's career. Great. Yeah. Yeah. And that's man for his age and, 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 and some of the Ray Mysterio too. I don't know if you saw SmackDown this week, but I mean, Ray Mysterio and, and Chris amazing. Jericho, it's insane. Like you can't tell that they're that, that, that they're performing the level they performed when they were twenty years old. It's crazy to me. Yeah, and I know Jericho because we I talked to him before and with his because he he's a big proponent of the the DDP yoga and because he had a back injury, but I don't he was gone during that period. I think yeah, it, it fixed whatever was wrong and yeah. uh, and that was kind of it. Other than that, he's had he hasn't had anything. But when you look at a guy like. It's weird how this happened. Some guys like Christian went the majority of his career and didn't have any injuries. And then all of a sudden it just started one after the other, after the other kind of at yep. the end. And like, it, it just, it, it's weird. It, it, well, it affects different guys. Well, differently. I was going to say, I think because of that, like, like what you're saying there, um, I think it's kind of smart that Chris Jericho signed with all elite wrestling, as opposed to going back to WWE where he the might schedule. have to be on a full-time schedule and all that kind of stuff at certain times. I mean, this one is a thing where he can strategically pick big money matches and, and, and promote them and not yeah. have to necessarily um, knock off time from his, from his in-ring career. And, that, and I, I, I do think that is smart also because the full-time WWE schedule is no joke. It, is, it, is, it controls your entire life and you don't have time for much else. You, you really don't. And I think I'm curious to see 
with All Elite Wrestling, with, with them being Cody and the guys, the Young Bucks, the schedule that they do eventually, because everything's in the in the creation phase still. And, and I know yep. they have the show coming up here and whatnot, but like as far as television, there's a lot of unanswered things that they that will probably come out in the upcoming months and whatnot. But I'm curious on the schedule as well, because that's one thing, and I, and I remember reading this in Bob Backlund's book, he talked about working for Vince Sr., and the schedule was easier than when Vince Jr. here took over, started doing double shots and kind of making, the guys were working a lot more. This this job eats away at your body, and it, it tears your body down, and Doing it four or five days a week is a lot year after year after year, week after week, year after year, and whatnot. So, and I don't know what the, if there's, from a business standpoint, it makes sense to do that, right? But when your business makes money from human bodies, it it kind of alters that a little bit where you kind of have to have a a little bit of a, just got to look at it a little differently. There. Yeah, but that's partly why they've got this, this so many. Now they got two performance centers. They've yeah. got one in the UK and yeah. one in Florida. So I think that's why they're stockpiling so many wrestlers. The factory in line of wrestlers centers. delay. And the brand yeah. is the brand is they've created the brand and the brand is yep. strong. Where you could and, and but you could do that for a while. And but I think it's. I'm curious to see what the schedule they come in. I think Chris is is extremely smart. He's always. He's always done extremely well for himself. He keeps himself busy when he's not with WWE doing other things, and I've always admired that about him. And uh, and I remember talking to him. I was actually when he wrote his book, I was thinking of writing my book. And I go, and I go, give me any tips, just kind of how you organize getting started. And he kind of just told me a few things, and it really helped me into uh, into getting that process started. He's an extremely intelligent man, and nothing but good things to say about him. So I think it's good for him at this stage of his career. You know, Ray chose to go back. I know Ray had a bunch of stem cell procedures too on his knees, and I, the stem yep. cells work so I think they rejuvenated him, and he's he's like a young version of himself again. It's crazy. That you know what? I didn't even think about it, but that has to be what it's from because he really is. I mean, he wrestled, you know, after leaving WWE and stuff, but 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 just like in the past year, it's been like a whole new Ray Mysterio yeah. again. Well, he told me I talked to him at one of the independent shows, Northeast Wrestling, that I did, and. Uh, last year and we were talking about stem cells he was telling me all the ones he's had on his knees and they've completely i'm not going to say they've made his knees 100 percent, but i it, it, it rejuvenates your body so it's like That's crazy you got the brain of ray mysterio now with the body of 10 15 years ago it's that's, yeah. a, that, that's what i'm hoping for when i come back so minus <laughs> all the cool <laughs> but now you're just smart instead of all the stupid change yeah yeah <laughs> Well, Ryan, thank you very much for joining us. I really enjoyed this. Is there anything you'd like to go ahead and plug to wrap this up? Uh, yeah, no, just check out my website, prowrestlingsheet.com, where you can check out stories that we put up every week. Like I said, uh, I, I try very hard to focus on fact-checked uh, content. You don't got to pay any money, um, but there's exclusive stories on there when I get them. Uh, we've also got a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash C slash wrestlingsheet. That's where we do the Raw and SmackDown recaps every week. It's on video as well, so you can watch. Uh, me and John Roca talk about Raw and SmackDown. You can watch Wrestling Sheet Radio on Thursday nights where it's uh, myself, Jamie Iovine, and Elijah Bates where we talk about the top stories of the week as well. Um, and, yeah, just uh, go check us out at Wrestling Sheet on social media as well. I'm at Ryan Satin. Good deal. And, guys, we'll be right back with our Diamond Dallas Page interview. Stay tuned. It's the big guy Ryback with Feed Me More Nutrition, and I just wanted to say thank you guys for another great year. We started the brand with three supplements, and we're now getting ready to release our seventh supplement, our 10-count creatine. 
We just released our GTS Go to Sleep High Powered Sleep Aid. So if you have a difficult time falling asleep or staying asleep, check out our all natural GTS Sleep Aid available on FeedMeMore.com and Amazon. Speaking of FeedMeMore.com, we have all new domestic shipping rates. No shipping over $9.99 domestically anymore, with rates as low as $4.99. We want to be more competitive, and as a thank you guys for being loyal customers, offer you the best shipping rates we possibly can. So if you guys haven't checked out Feed Me More Nutrition, now's your chance. We are a premium all-natural supplement company that gives you safe, natural formulas that get results. FeedMeMore.com and Amazon. Get hungry. Stay hungry. Feed. Me. More. All right, we are back, and this week, I say it every week, I, I'm excited for this week's guest, uh, but this is a very, very special guest. He is uh, doing a lot of great things. He's a former world champion, multiple-time world champion wrestler, fitness instructor slash yoga master, motivational speaker, author, and he's changing lives daily, Diamond Dallas Page. What's going on, man? Changing the world, baby. Changing the world. <laughs> it is... Uh, it's incredible what you're doing and just meeting you over yeah, the years. I, I just and, got uh, literally just getting back from New York. Yeah, that was what you've had a crazy day. You're just you just got off a flight here. You've been doing you said three days straight here. This is getting towards the end of it, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, every morning I yeah, I was I was up and uh you hear me okay? I can hear I you can't... good, loud and clear, yep. Okay, cool, yeah. I've been doing that seven to eight, you know, seven in the morning till eight at night, uh PR role like you you've been part of it before oh yeah but yeah when you're launching a book and you know you, you know when you don't have that prime time tv it's a little bit harder to get booked but i got booked on a lot a lot of radio a lot of podcasts uh yeah it, it was literally non-stop and you know now with the social media because there's so much out there i mean you go to Fox, they've got Fox Digital, yep. the YouTube stuff. I mean, I mean, it's it's countless the stuff that you can be doing. And for me personally, my company doesn't even exist without social media. Same here. So, it is it has helped me tremendously. And, and man, you know how to hustle. And you're you're a great role model for this for me actually with everything you've done. And uh, you got your book positively unstoppable. You were kind enough to send me a copy of it. Uh, and I, I'm reading it now. I actually don't like doing ebooks, and I'm I'm about 140 pages in. It hasn't bothered me one bit reading it off my phone. It's the book is that good, and it is highly recommended. And man, I got to say, you're legit because you're one of the guys. Sometimes I, I tell people, you you grow up, and I hate it when people tell me I'm feeling old now. When people say I grew up watching you because I'm getting meeting some 17 and 18 year olds that were 12 and 13 when they first watched me, but guys that I grew up watching and you were one of them uh, and had great influence on me and then turns out meeting you you're an even greater guy so it's always good to for me personally because because it hasn't always been the case with some of them and it's uh you're doing great things and your book is no different positively unstoppable and it's uh, I'm just I'm happy I know you uh, man uh, it's funny because a lot of people probably don't know how much our history goes back for where you you've taken that what, what did you do to your ankle? You like literally tore your tibia or something? I can't remember exactly Dude, what the yeah, injury was, was. So that was in uh, Hawaii during the Nexus in 2010. Me and David Otunga were slotted to, to, to win the tag titles in wrestling the Hart Dynasty. And uh, taking a comeback from Tyson Kidd, I had a pair of wrestling boots that were too narrow. 
and I got drop kicked and my ankle rolled over and ripped out in three places. I popped right up and we did an entire bump and feed comeback for a little over a minute and we did the finish and uh, I, my spiral broke my leg all the way to my knee uh, by running on it and doing everything. And man, it, it was that was one of the uh, key moments in my life. But that that was one of the that was one of those trying times where uh, I mentally became much stronger that year and a half. Well, I remember you telling me about that, and like you're asking me, you know, about the program, and you th really thought it could help you. And you know, it's like it for me, a, a lot of the guys, it's it's all about doing it when you're not hurt. Yeah. You know, that's why I love being down there at NXT with all those kids down there because they literally as little kids grew up with me. Yep. So it even gives you a much stronger effect on people when, you know, they like they Part got to see you. Yeah, right. And then they see you and they see me at 62. I'll be 63. You look great, another... man. I've seen you. <laughs> you, you, you don't you don't age. You're, you're the Benjamin Button of professional wrestling. Hold <laughs> <laughs> uh, on. I got to tell my wife this story. Do you know, do you ever see the movie Benjamin Button? Brent? Uh, yeah. No, no. Yeah. It's where Brad Pitt gets younger as he gets older and, and Ryback just called me the Benjamin Button of wrestling um, but, uh, but uh, you know th there's so many things like we, you, you, I know at some point you're going to come through Atlanta and I want Absolutely. you to stay with me I want you to see what we've got here from our DDP Yoga Performance Center um, but I've taken it to a different level I just bought another house the, the house that we shot the resurrection of Jake the Snake in you know, I called it the I called it the accountability crib. Yep. I kept I kept that home, and I have you know I have the uh, making it an Airbnb. So I've got wow. the, yeah, the 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 Jake the Steak Robert suite. I've got the, um, the 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 Razor Ramon suite and the DDP suite. And any of the boys who come through, if they need a place where they're working independence or whatever, I, I let them stay there for nothing. What but you know. Anybody could, could rent the room, though. And we've got memorabilia, like pictures, everywhere. My wife, Brenda, had to put up 800 pictures. Like, dude, oh, there, it's, like you go into Scott's room, and it's all you know, all the great shots that a lot of people have never seen. Yep. And, you know, and then stuff you know, all the way through his career, and Jake's and mine. And then we've got the Hall of Fame stairway with all of us on it and stuff. And uh, it's just it's, you know, pictures from when we were in the house and what we were doing. So it's a really cool experience for people. So anybody's listening, you want to you know, you come in and be, get an Airbnb, you know, we're right there in Smyrna, which is 20 minutes from literally everything in Atlanta. Yep. But um, I, I bought this new house, uh, and it's it is a place where I am looking to work with top tier athletes, and mainly the guys who may have some back issues, yep. you know. But knee coming back from a shoulder injury, a knee injury, uh, hip injury, and not. You know, they still do the rehab that they, they use to, to get out of the rehab. But a lot of times, like, they're not they're not done. And so that's where I pick up the ball and start working with them. And I, honest to God, believe, like, the stuff that I can still do at, you know, two months from 63, um, if, if someone can just do, and I'm talking about professional athletes, mm -hmm. can, do, can do what I can do, and 90% of those professional athletes... Cannot do it. Yeah. And 
if if I can do this, what could one of those guys do? You know, yeah. you know one of the football players, basketball. You know, at the bottom line is I'm gonna. That my goal is to be that guy that gets like gets the call for when this. I'm really looking for one of those running backs that used to run for 800, 900,000 yards yep. that now because of injury, you know, he's running for 150 you know, yards the whole season. Yeah. And may, maybe he's got one more year on their, on his contract. And that's a guy like, if I can grab that guy and he has my work ethic, you know, cause you can get another year in the league. It could be worth three, four, five million bucks. Absolutely. And man, you know, that that's, Stretching is something I remember being younger and looking at people stretching and, and just thinking, whatever, whatever. And, and I think it, we, we kind of we have all this information and we've seen it with your program and, and the amount of lives that you, you have dramatically changed, dramatic results. And, and these are just regular everyday people. But taking somebody like an athlete, an elite athlete, I, th- I sometimes think stretching is overlooked in, in yoga and these things. And I know personally it helped me tremendously with my ankle injury. And, and my back early on, because I was always dealing with, with nagging injuries, and, but it helped me with my balance more than doing all that. And just if you can get an elite athlete with the skill that a lot of these guys have and just get change their mindset on stretching, which I feel like you're, you better connect with men, obviously, than, than others. And, and like, you know, just from your professional wrestling career and everything. And I think if people see you doing it and seeing the success stories, which that one reason to read the book is for the success stories, I think, because if you can't find motivation from that, I don't know what the hell else can motivate you. But, but if you could do that with these people, man, I'd love to see you get a, get a 2,000 yard rushing uh, running back and see what you could do with them. And I'll tell you, bro, since me and you had worked together and you had done DVDs, like now I've taken it to a different level. I know I just got you reset up with the app so you can yep. see it. Thank you. But now the stretching is important. But where yoga part is really about the stretching, where I've really added in the, the dynamic resistance yep. or time under tension is now it's the stretching and strengthening of the muscles, ligaments, and tendons so that your body can take that punishment and bounce back. Yeah. And maybe you won't have that injury. Like there were so many injuries in the NFL. I mean, you literally could watch a game and like, we're going to see the NFC championship, AFC championship, you know, this Sunday. And bottom line is there's going to be five guys go down, like out no for doubt. the season. Yep. You know, and when it comes right down to the, you know, the Super Bowl, the team, cause they're all great right now. Any one of these teams could end up winning the Super Bowl. But it's going to come down who has the least injured players. Yep. That's what no it's going to come down to. So, uh, you know, I just, I, I, what's really great is uh, when I was on Joe Rogan's show, it like exploded. Yeah. Like it gave me, because he really, him and I got along incredibly. And I, he I thinks, love that guy. Oh, man, he's amazing. And he thinks, I mean, I think exactly the way he does it on the outlook of life. Yep. And, you know, we, we bonded big time. And he ended up, you know, having Jake come on too. But he literally gave me credibility at a different level with people. Yep. And I got a call from Brooks Reed, who is uh, one of the linebackers uh, for the uh, Atlanta Falcons. And he asked to come and work with me. And then I, I was at a... Um, I think for Randy Couture right here in Atlanta, where he's bringing 
athletes who are retired, professional football players who are retired, and retired armed forces. And because, you know, when you're, what's really interesting, and to really get a, a player to understand, when you're making, you know, million dollars is kind of bottom end right now you know you're making a million bucks or a million two or 2.5 or whatever that is when your career is over because you took that injury like that money's gone and the chance of you ever getting to that spot again is really like catching lightning in a bottle astronomical again yep you know, any kind of professional thing. Like, we're lucky, me and you are lucky, because what we did transcended into independent shows, which ended up blowing up. Yeah. Um, yep. But, you know, if you're a big name, you can make a hell of a spot and make, you know, still make a hell of a living. And that's also the yin and the yang, because it's hard to walk away from it. Oh, you know, the hardest thing I ever had to do was walking away from from <laughs> all of that. But it, it saved my career, and I, and I was... I was really hurt, but man, it, it, it's not easy. Not, not leaving in your prime at that too. Not easy at all. No, it isn't because you know it's almost like stripper money. Yeah. Like girls who are strippers, like they want to get out of that. Shit, yeah. But the money's too insane. Yep. So you know, for us in what we do, again, we're lucky because you know it isn't you know real, but it's real. It is. But yeah, it's yeah. not. Yep. You no, know, it's re- it's real to us, and the, the pain you can't fake. No, yeah. yeah. It, uh, yeah, no, you spot on on that. It's I, I say I always say you know joke around about fake fighting, but it, it is the most intense fake fighting in the world, and and the move it's predetermined, and we talk about that, and that's out cats out of the bag. But the moves, and you know, I did that backpack stunner for ten years with the guy on my back, and it compressed five discs. My discs were almost non-existent. Like that, that's real. You can't 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 fake that, you know. So I'm losing you. Yeah, uh, did you hear me now? I can hear I'm you just now. losing yep. you. Uh, I, yeah, I always say you can't fake gravity. I got that in your <laughs> book. Yep, and that was, I was, <laughs> was going to ask you about that with the when, with this with the yoga being. In- uh, now, wait, 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 wait! Right back. Yep. I am now branding everything DDPY. Why? Because I want to get people to stop calling it just yoga. Because ah. you know, I didn't develop this for yogis. Yeah. Ever. I developed it for us. I developed it for military, yep. firemen, cops, guys who have real, you know, real jobs for a living, like iron workers, you know, bricklayers, carpenters, guys who use their body and depend on their body to make a living. And I, if you I were, so, so now DDP yoga will always be DDP yoga, but I, I, I know DDP. Why? If, yep. if people will call P ninety X P ninety X. They'll call it DDPY because the funny part is 99% of the people out there have no idea what P90X even means. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, no, I get it. And branding is everything, man. And I think that's something about you, too, that I saw in reading your book that, man, it's so inspirational. And having my business now with Feed Me More Nutrition and all that, it's it's an inspiration to see. But in your book, you you talk about, you know, if you would have stopped at the eight-year mark, you know, I think you said it was at 10 years is when it finally really started. Right. And, and, like, and just having patience. And, and, I, and I tell it, it's just day in and day out. It's doing the work and enjoying the process. And, and for me, and I think this, is, and this has helped me a lot too, and I've taken this approach from the beginning, is, is reading in your book, and I love seeing this, is you answering emails and the customer service and just being a good person and helping people. And I think 
that's helped me a lot with this too because I've taken that approach and I, I do other things as well so that but I think if you keep that mindset it just makes you it, it just it all works out man and, and you, you help whether you're helping a hundred people or a million people as long as your heart's in the right place and you love what you're doing great things are going to happen over time but patience and you were patient man and you finally and it hit and I feel like it hasn't even come close to what this is going to be it's you know, I, I could feel it nine years ago before it ever hit. I was talking to uh, Brian Alvarez on um, Meltzer's, one of Meltzer's channels. Yep. And and I'd known him since he, you know, since he was a kid. And he said to me, so, DDP, where is, at that time it was called YRG. Same thing, yep. different name. And he said, so where is YRG five years from now? Now, this is before Hall of Fame. This is before even this is before the cauliflower Ali Hall of Fame. Okay. And he said to he said to me before and you know, before the company blew up, he said to me, So where is YRG and DDP five years from now? And I said, I'll tell you, Brian, I honestly believe at some point my DDPY program is going to overshadow my wrestling career. Yeah. And he went, Wow. And at the time that was a bold statement. Absolutely. It, it was actually ridiculous, you know, and, and he said, you know, dude, that's a pretty bold statement. And I said, yeah, man, but I see it. And I, I've seen some of the transformations. And at that time, Arthur was, you know, the disabled veteran. Borman, his, yeah. yeah, like that. People know his name. Oh, yeah. You know, because <laughs> it was just so unbelievable what he did. Is he the most and incredible it, story you've seen personally? With all this? Ever. Yeah. I mean, that, that question on my stuff, but show me one on anything that's more impressive than that. I would agree with that. You know, yeah. you know, we can track his video. Like on our site, it's got 13 million for YouTube because it's packed, peaked out of like 11 million okay. on YouTube. <laughs> but it's But if you take it on Facebook and how many times it's gone viral, it's more like half a billion. Yeah, that is... <laughs> it's, it's hard to watch that and not have a tear go down your eye as a man even. Like, it is... It, oh, yeah. It, it's... You feel it, and you can see it, and you can see... Man, in pictures, just tell such a story, and you can see the unhappiness, and you can just see the transformation as he's going along, and it's like, you see that, and, it's, and then you see all these other success stories in the book that you have in there, and it's just like, man... It, it, it's the sky's the limit with this thing and just but changing your mindset and just making that decision to that you're going to change your life one day at a time you know and 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 the whole thing would positively unstoppable the art of owning it like it is whatever you want it to be yep. and sometimes it's so hard to believe it i saw a quote the other day that winston churchill said and he said success is moving from failure to failure without the lack of enthusiasm. Yep. Like that's powerful. And I look back at my entire journey with my program and I can, I can tell you, man, people have walked up to me, you know, at different times in my life and said, you know, I've been hearing you talk about this program for 10 years. And this is years ago. I've been talking about it for 20, yeah. but 10 years ago, people coming up to me and going, you know, it's not bullshit. Like you can't be this enthusiastic about something that doesn't work. I did a uh, work, um, an open house at my DDP Yoga Performance Center in Atlanta two Saturdays ago, and I had a lot of people there because it's right after the New Year, and people had seen that video of that 
guy who was 475 pounds, his name is Lance Hines. Yeah. They, did you get a chance to see that video that went crazy viral? I don't know if I've uh, seen the Lance one yet. Okay, the, the, the Vance is Vance, V-A-N-C-E. Okay. The Vance, Vance's video, uh, I'll, come, I'll come back to that in a second. So, um, God, I'll, I'll stick with Vance. So, I was on Twitter, and I answer my own man like and i might feed like one after another after another and i'm yep. sending inspiring things or tweeting and retweeting with a quote and blah 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 and i've had people go ddp come on man you're blowing up my feed i say hey dude i'm not doing this for you yeah. stop following me we all have the option to look away it's, it's right <laughs> just stop following me that's we all focus on the wrong things 90 percent of the time it's just like right. you move on, you're helping people the ones that want right. to see it can see it <laughs> it's so crazy. they can have the choice to move on there's nothing right. to complain about <laughs> so, yeah it'll be over in a second just breathe yeah um but uh i saw this uh someone had tweeted about bert kreischer do you know who Bert is? I love him. He's one of the funniest humans to me. I've seen him. Like, uh, no, me too. Yeah. Me too, dude. And so I wasn't following him, but someone said, hey, Bert, you should you should have DDP on your podcast. And he wrote back. And he was like, I'd love to have DDP on my podcast. So I go, i got to follow Bert. So I go to follow Bert, and I see this video of this guy. And he's big, bro. He's over 475 pounds. Ooh. And he's got his shirt off and he's videoing himself and he's saying, Bert Kreischer, you have made me get off the couch, you know, because what had happened, Bert does this thing with Joe Rogan every October. They call it Sober, Sober October. October. Yeah, I'm a big fan of watching right. <laughs> So this year, or I should say last year, Vance had, uh, was watching and Bert said that he was going to run a half marathon out of nowhere. And then Rogan and the boys are like, fuck you. You're not running no half marathon. Well, the son of a bitch, the son of a bitch did it. You know, and when Vance saw that, he put that video camera out on him. And, he, and, and it started out with just his face, which filled up the whole screen. Yep. And, he, and he said, Bert Kreischer. You inspired me. If you can run a half a marathon, I can get off the couch and walk around the block. So um, uh, that's incredible. So goes, ah. The influence that social media and it allows us, and I think that's important. What you touched on that you respond to people. That's so important in this day and age, and having interaction and communication with your fans and the people that are following us and reaching out to us. We have a direct link to be able to help them, and if we look at it that way, we can do incredible things with it. So. Absolutely. So, so I see him later. He'd probably lost about 15 pounds by that time, you know, going on walks with people and, you know, making it around the block twice and, you know, and just, and, and he's chronicalizing everything where I see it on the feed. He's got his shirt off and he's this massive dude. And he says, Bert, you inspired me to start moving. I'm moving. I'm down 15 pounds. I'm seven weeks into this. And I just want to thank you for, for getting me on this path. So I'm like, wow, this guy is putting it all out there. And most importantly, and something I talk about with Positively Unstoppable all the time, he's putting the work in. 
So I reached out to him and he wasn't following me. So I just tweeted him on regular Twitter. And I said, Hey Vance, you know, it looks like you're putting the work in. If you, if you, you want, uh, some, you know, some guidance, I'll help you out. And I said, DM me. So he DMs me and he says, uh, I'm sorry, but I have no idea who you were. <laughs> I'm not a wrestling fan, <laughs> but my Twitter feed lit up when you put that, you know, reached out to me and people said, man, if you don't let help take DDP's help, you're out of your mind. Yeah. So I used to say no to everything. I'm now learning to say yes to other people's help. Yeah. I will definitely take your help. So I, I talked about, give me your phone number. So I call him up and I have a list and I talk about it all through, you know, uh, you know, positive ensemble. I have a list of things you need to do if you want me to help you. And it's all the stuff on the app. Take the pic, you know, do your, take, do your weight, take the pictures, take the measurements, do your pain index, like show me all these numbers. Cause I'm going to help you drop those numbers. And as you drop those numbers, your confidence is going to rise. You're going to feel more, you're going to feel better about yourself. Absolutely. You're going to, you're good. You're going to want to do the stuff that I'm showing you. So let's track where you start. And then it's watch movies. Like it's watch food, Inc., genetic roulette, GMO, OMG. Cause that's basically when someone's that big or that much overweight, they need to tell themselves what they need to stop eating. Yep. And I need to educate them. And once they watch those movies, those documentaries that you'll never see on national television, yep. NBC, ABC, CBS. You'll never right. see it on Fox. You'll never see it on cable. Because how could you see those documentaries when you got a Papa John's commercial next to a Doritos commercial? Yep. Next we we got to train our minds, man. We've been taught wrong on food for many, 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 many years with business many. and everything. And, and in people, it, it's just, it, we now with all these, we have the tools to help people now on a mass level. And, and just re, you got to re-educate the mind. It, it, anybody could do it. You just got to, but they got to want to do it too, you know? No, dude, if they, they got, you first you got to get that want, then you got to get them to where they start. They got to set their goals. And Vance is, you know, for him, he wanted to lose a hundred pounds first. Okay. You know, he wanted to get, wanted to get into three hundreds. Like that was a big goal for him in one year. I worked out with him two times. I helped him with his food and kept him accountable in one. And he filmed, bro, he filmed everything, every workout. And with my workouts, he started in a chair, my chair wow. force workouts. Then he went to stand strong where he used the chair. Today, the son of a bitch can do my diamond cutter workouts. All right. <laughs> Those are not easy the either. No, they're not. You know, you can really challenge yourself. He lost. He came to see me for the third time one year to the day in which he started his journey with Bert and picked up with me one month in. He ended up losing 198 pounds in one year. That's, that's like, just phenomenal. <laughs> and documented everything. That video, we released it 
on December 26th. It did 22 million views by January 3rd. How crazy is that? And now it's got... But now you know it's what? That 20... shows people want inspiration, man. People are, are hungry for inspiration. I feel like people. There's a ton of people that are down and out, and that man putting stuff like out like that. It, it it's it's doing a great thing. And I'll tell you what. Since then, there are so many big guys that have put it out there. And if I see their videos, if I see them on my Twitter at Real DDP or at DDP Yoga or on my yo. Um, my Instagram site, you know, at Diamond Dallas Page or at DDP Yoga. If I see a video and I see that they're starting it and they're putting it out there on film and then they follow up with it and they start putting the work in and they start to get results on their own. Because yep. that's what I made Jake do. I didn't like take Jake at 307 pounds and, you know, coke crack booze pills attic on everything i thought there was and, no hope with him page from what i saw him at his worst as far as i that if you would have asked it like the turnaround you did with him and scott hall but jake jake per se it, it is unbelievable and it, it was it was giving him the confidence again so i sent him arthur's video he had never seen it okay and when and this is 2012 I sent him that video and it inspired him. Like, how could it not? I'm like, dude, you're in better shape than he was. And look where he's at yeah. in less than a year. Like we can do this. And the bottom line is he, he agreed to do it. And I told him, I said, if you lose 20 pounds on your own, he had to weigh himself. He was 307. I said, if you lose 20 pounds on your own, and here's how you do it. This is what you eat. And here's my DVDs. Do all the modifications. And I said, it could be the easiest thing. I just trying to get you mobile, bro. Yeah. The bottom line is, I said, if you lose 20 pounds on your own, I will move you to Atlanta. I'm buying a house there, which is now the accountability crib. I'm buying a house there. I will move you in. I will pay all your bills. Wow. And I did the same thing with Scott, you know, and, and when they, when, when the thing was a big turnaround for Jake was when, uh, was when he tore his shoulder, well, his shoulder from all the wear and tear, you know about yeah, this. Yeah. No, it's not something that you just did that tore your shoulder. It's all, it's all the shit that you did. And then finally it went boop. Yep. And now he had this impingement where he couldn't really lift his arm and to do my you got you got to kind of move your arm. I experienced this personally, man. So I'm right with you on this. Yeah. So bottom line is, you know, it was you know the, the insurance with the insurance companies. If you go and they charge you as a doctor, thing costs like twenty nine thousand yeah. bucks. Yep. But if you pay it yourself, you can get it for like fourteen thousand. Yeah, oh, I've experienced 12, that too with this. <clears throat> so it, the, the the medical system is a whole other story, man. So, so, up. so bottom line is we, we did this Kickstarter for him and I said, Jake, you're doing so well. People are rallying behind you. Let's do this Kickstarter. Let's see what happens. And I told him, I said, whatever they don't pay, whatever they don't chip in, 
I will take care of the rest. Don't worry about it. So we put it up there and hoping to get, I believe it was, we were hoping to get like 15,000, something like that. And, um, the first, I think it was like 9,000 we were trying to get. I could, I think that's all we were hoping to get. The first, we put it up at 12 o'clock at night. The next morning we had Jake look at it. It was like $7,500. Wow. And he just started crying. I mean, how could you not? Yeah. Up, man. It was, it was emotional to him. He ended up getting like 29,000 and the people knew. And he wasn't just, they weren't just donating. You know, he, they gave him, he gave him pictures. Yeah. He gave him, uh, you know, phone calls. He gave him, I mean, um, seeing all that, seeing him all that. Shit. Yeah, man. You know, you know, the DVDs, you know, for the movie, you know, every single person who donated to Scott, and Jake, if you get to the end and you keep watching the credits of um, of the resurrection of Jake the Snake, you will see over four thousand names that we said thanks yep. for donating. It just keeps going. Yeah. But we, well, it was my, it was it was my buddy Steve Yu, who's the director of that movie, that documentary, which, you know, we, we ended up like, it was a slam dance special and, uh, they ended up going on the road with us and putting the movie out there and it was super powerful. And if anybody's never seen resurrection, Jake snake, you can see it on Amazon prime, Amazon prime or Hulu right now. Yep. I highly recommend it. It, it is incredible. And you said something, you mentioned this in your book. And I think when you have other people believing in you and you, it, there's something truly so powerful about that and not wanting to let other people down when somebody believes in you. And I think those Kickstarters for somebody like Jake and Scott, it, 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 it touched them deeply because how could it not? But to see that the, the fans have their, the love and the respect and, and it's a power, you don't want to let other people down when somebody else believes in you. And you talk about that in your book, Positively Unstoppable. And it, it's such a powerful thing. Oh, I, uh, but one of the things I, and I, I had my whole speech written for Jake when I got up there to induct him, but at some point I went off script and I said, never underestimate the power you give someone by believing in them. Mm -hmm. More importantly, never underestimate the power you give yourself by believing in you. And that to me that's the most important message I put throughout Positively Unstoppable. Yeah. Like it's 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 a book that's gonna help you build confidence. Now it's not gonna happen if you don't put the work in, yep. but but if you try to really work on it and and you listen to what I'm saying and you highlight it and you read some things again and again and again, it becomes part of your life. It becomes yeah. part of your reality. And once you make it part of your lifestyle, well, then you really own it and you own it at a different level. Yep. And you, you know, in your book too, you talked about, cause for me, when I was in a down period in my life earlier, when I was away from WWE, the book, the secret actually drastically changed my life. But I always had the understanding when I read that book and when I watched the DVD, I knew what it was. It just got my mind thinking positive again. The work part was always understood by me, but that was something you talked about. You hit the nail on the head because it's oftentimes I, I just understood that being me when I read it, that this doesn't happen without work. But that's oftentimes missed by a lot of people. And it's the most important 
goddamn thing in the whole thing is you got to <laughs> put in the work because you could dream all day long. But if, if you truly dream and believe in something, I feel like the, the, the actions will follow. But people do need to understand it. You, you, you hit it the nail on the head. You got to go out and do the damn work. Nobody's going to do yeah. it for you. You know, it's it was funny as hell to me because I'm watching the, the movie, right? Yep. And they, they show that kid and he's dreaming about his red bike. And I, <laughs> oh, God, I got to have this red bike. And I'm watching it. I'm like, that's awesome. Okay, when does the kid get up and go do the paper route? You know, get up <laughs> yeah. and, you know when does he save so much money that his dad says, hey, you're working so hard, I'm throwing in the other half. Like, what is that? No, he opens the door one day, and the bike's there. Yep. And I'm like, what? Bullshit. I'm, I'm throwing a flag here. They missed you one know, major like, step in the whole process. I agree right. completely. <laughs> yeah, the secret is you got to put the work in. Yep. You know? there's. Oh, God. That's kills me you know yeah, no, no. i i it, it helped me at a point and i and i talk i'm actually in their last book on how it changed my life but it was for me it was a mental thing at that point for me the work was always there i had to change my attitude which is what right. helped me but the, the work is the most you, you got you don't get anywhere without doing the work and i want to say there was something too that i read about with the jake jake roberts situation that really really uh struck me and about mindset is you talked about Jake was showing up and doing doing the the DDPY and, and it, he had the negative T-shirts on and, and man it, it, that just instantly the, the the thoughts he was putting out there and like in wearing the negative shirts or the the depressing shirts man the stuff you dress in and, and the story you tell yourself is an extremely powerful thing. At what point did you was he in his progress where he finally realized like man, what am I doing here? And then where he stopped all that. Say that again. I, I'm sorry. No, Jake what was wearing you? like the negative t-shirts. I remember reading. Oh yeah. Bro. Oh God. That's just such a great sub in. That's the one thing that we didn't film because there were really? so many mag magic moments. And here's what happened. I, I was telling this story today because again, the story you tell yourself, that inner voice, that internal dialogue, we all have. Yep. You know, like, what is your internal dialogue? So Jake it comes downstairs and I'm sitting, you know, in the accountability crib. I'm sitting at the counter. I'm, I'm doing something on my computer and Jake walks down and you can just see he's really upset and he takes his hand. Now I've got this huge marble counter and he punches the counter like, what the fuck? He goes, oh, God, I'm such a loser. And I'm like, dude, what's the matter? And he starts complaining about whatever the thing is that happened. I don't even remember what happened. All I know is whatever he, the voice that was in his brain was pulling him down at, a, at, a, at, a, at, a, at one of the most serious levels I'd ever seen. I call it emotional gravity. Yeah. Like, no one can pull you down more than you. So as he's on this rant, I walk over. I go, bro, look at me. Just look at me. Stop, stop. I go, I have to show you something. And I pulled him around and I put him in front of a mirror. We're in the bathroom downstairs. And I said, What do you see? And he goes, A loser. I go, Stop saying that. I go, Look what you're wearing. And he's got this shirt on. And it's a white T-shirt. And you'll see it in the opening shots within the first couple of minutes of once he moves into the crib. Yeah. 
He's wearing it one of those one of the many times. But this is the time where I go, what does set what does that shirt say? And it's a skeleton, a red skeleton. Yeah. And he's got like a flag. And on the flag, it says wasted youth. Uh. I go, what does that say? And it just stops him dead in his tracks. And he drops his head. And he said, wasted youth. I go, every time you wear that shirt, that's what you're saying to yourself. Yep. Like, you're magnified. You Anything, anytime there's a reflection of you, boom. That's what you're seeing. I go, dude, let me explain something to you. That's your story. Everything. When I listen to you talk to these reporters who are all interviewing us, you keep going back to the the darkness. I go, you've got some really great it happening right now bro like you know first of all you're healthier second of all you got relationships like with three of your eight kids yeah. three of them are talking to you and they're loving it like you're getting building your relationship back you're actually getting booked now where people know you're going to show up and you're making three times the money you were making when you were up i go you got some great shit happening man i go you shouldn't be wearing that I said, you wear shirts like Charlie Manson. Yep. I go, what the f is that? I go, would you want your girls, one of your girls to meet Charlie Manson? He's like, no. I go, why would you wear that shirt? Giving that mother any credit for anything. Yep. Kim, he's a psycho killer scumbag. You're wearing his shirt. Kim, you should be wearing never give up positive energy. Yeah. You should be wearing something that unstoppable you should be wearing something that's powerful yep. and he walked away and 20 minutes later he walked back and honest he'd scratched or you know he'd written he was drawing onto a, a, a one of those legal pads yeah and he goes what do you what do you think of this and he had written he had drawn my history is not my destiny wow i go i love that shirt <laughs> yep and if you watch the movie from there on, you won't see Jake wearing any of that. No. You know, and it, it, it comes down everything positively unstoppable. The art of owning it is all about not just, you know, it can be whatever you want it to be. But what it'll really come down to is owning your mindset, that inner voice that story you tell yourself. And if you look at Jake and, and Scott, the beginning of that movie, and you get to the credits at the end, those two guys have a whole different way of looking at life. Yep. And neither one of those two want to die. No. The guys in the beginning are begging for death. Yep. So They're, the mindset's that, completely changed. And it's just so, something, man, it, it's, but like I said, I talk about this on my podcast about the focus and what we give our energy to, man. And oftentimes, and I've had, I've been guilty of it in the past. At times, you focus on things that there's nothing. If you have nothing positive to say about a situation, it's better sometimes just to not focus on it and to try to just shift your mind and, and just change that story and and putting good thoughts out there as much as possible, man. And the, and the change they had from the beginning to the end is unlike anything I've ever seen. And I think you're a huge testament to it, a testament to you and, and everything you've given, helping others. You know, and the whole, the whole thing, I, this book to me, 
you know, I've been thinking about writing this book for years because, you know, it, it started with just DVDs and I'd go on the internet and I'd try to inspire people, try to tell them what to eat. And then I came up with the DDPY, you know, fitness system that had, you know, your workbook and, you know, how to inspire yourself, you know, a little piece of inspiration and then how to set goals, take pictures, recipes. And then with the app that's got, you know, now 180 workouts and literally start in bed. You know, you can't get out of bed. I got three workouts for you in bed that'll help you get out of bed, you know, yep. and then go to a chair, then use a chair all the way to cycle extreme. There's all the recipes that I not only show you and give you directions how to make them, I make them for you and do cooking shows around that. And then of course, all the motivational Mondays yeah. and the tracking. Well, this book if you actually are putting the work in and you actually read the book and you apply what I'm saying, well, this is the book that can make you unstoppable. And what we've started here, and I don't know, I don't know if I even talked to you about this uh, before this, but we have a positively unstoppable challenge that if you go to positivelyunstoppable.com okay. and you, and you enter our challenge and it, you know, the transformation the challenge we're, we're throwing out there is we're looking for the two finalists that will have the most, the best physical change of their body and their mind. Now, how are we doing their mind? There's going to be a questionnaire and you're going to have to write an essay. Like again, putting the work in along with the, you know, you got to take the pictures, take videos, but don't just take a picture. And when you take those six pictures, Hold on to a, you know, a, prove that it's that day. Get a, um, get a, uh, a newspaper that says today's date, January 23rd or whatever the day is, you know? Yep. And so, you know, when you start, we're going to end the contest May 31st. So it's really a four month contest. Now, if you start a little early in January, you get another week or two. Some people started January 2nd because we announced this on the first, but whoever has, whoever has the greatest transformation physically and mentally, we're going to give them the chance to win $1 million. $1 million. So let you know, you read this, uh, my brother, you read the beginning of the book. The first two sentences ask the question. The first question is, what would you do if you knew your success was a certainty? Yep. In other words, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? Now, I know there's a lot of people who still question themselves and, you know, though I don't think I could do it, but I'm going to join the challenge anyway. But I'm going to guarantee you that there are people who are starting this challenge, this contest who have registered on ddp not ddp registered on positively unstoppable.com i'll guarantee you there are a minimum of two people there might be 200 or 2000 that honestly believe that they are going to be the two finalists they're starting this contest knowing in their mind that they, that their success is a certainty. They, 
really believe that failure is not an option, that they cannot fail. Yep. And out of that, two people are going to be right. And I can't wait to talk to them. We're going to fly them into Atlanta. Now, everyone in Canada, except for Quebec, because Quebec, for some reason, won't let us do it there. But <laughs> all, all over Canada and the United States. And next year, our, our goal is to make it around the world. But we couldn't put it all together yep. fast enough. But we've never done this before. So going into this, are we going to have some snags? Are we going to make some mistakes? Sure. But we're going to learn from them. Yep. I'm not going into this contest going, oh, God, it's going to fail. It's never going to happen. Just we're never going to figure it out later, man. You adjust and evolve right. as you go along. Just throw yourself out. I've done it with many things. And it doesn't always go right. And, and there's, there's always going to be setbacks and mistakes. And but you don't stop. You keep moving forward. You adjust and you keep a positive mindset and you wake up another day hungry and go after it. Absolutely, man. And that once people start to believe in themselves, like that is something that's super special. It is. And there are two people. We will fly them to Atlanta. We will put them up at the accountability crib and we will bring them over to our DDP Yoga Performance Center, which is less than a mile away, and we're going to film it live. I we're going to film it live, and it's going to be super cool. I, you know, I, I already see it, but it, it, the picture's not clear enough, but I see the outline of everything. And every day as we get closer, it gets a little clearer. Yep. And I just can't, you know, it's going to be amazing. We hired a company to do all of the contest part of it yeah. because it was, it was just too much work. Yeah. You know, we, we could do man. it. You're only one man. It's <laughs> you know, we got a great company, but yeah. you know, the, the people I have with me, like pretty amazing. Like one of my guys, we have a new documentary coming out this year. We just sent it in to get sound and color, which means the picture's locked now. Okay. Um, but it's called Relentless. And it starts with Kevin Nash power bobbing me. It's not the exact power bomb, yeah. but it it's one of the ones that he that he hit they me all with. Their damage over time, <laughs> right? The one he hit me with was in a house show, and it was him and Scott against me in Canyon. And I can remember crawling over to Canyon and going, "I broke my back, uh. dude. Do not tag me in." I was in so much pain. What happened is I. I I um I exploded my L4 and L5. Those discs just got disintegrated. Now on that, the, the, you were writing me that you have been doing stem cells yep. that have helped those discs grow back. Five of my discs, my L1, two, three, four, and five. That's when I left. That was I was that was what changed my entire mindset when I was there. I never wanted to leave, but that my shoulder was always in pain. But that was from cortisone shots eating away cartilage. My back, for about my last two years there, it started, and I was doing that backpack stunner night in and night out from developmental for about ten years. And, right. And when I left, so I thought when I left that my I didn't know I never had an MRI on it. I thought like whatever back pain I had, I thought it was just muscular was going to go away. It flipped the other way. I turned into a 95-year-old man almost instantaneously. I couldn't, wow. I couldn't lie on the ground. I couldn't bend over. <clears throat> it, was, uh, it was a truly humbling experience. And uh, the nerves started firing down my leg. My right leg atrophied. 
It just, I mean, it happened instantaneously. And uh, wow. my, they told me I went and saw two specialists that said I needed fi- a five-disc fusion um, and, uh, and a shoulder replacement. And I was 34 or 5 at the time. I think I just turned 35. And it was, uh, I go, if I do this, I'm done if I go that right. route. And uh, my chiropractor, Dr. John Wise here in Vegas, said there's a great stem cell doctor here. I want you to go see him. He's been with me from day one, th- this chiropractor, and working on me off the road. And great guy, great human being. And this doctor, Dr. Baumgartle here in Las Vegas, Nevada, Nevada Spine Clinic, has single-handedly uh, saved my career. I can now do everything. I had to quit squatting and deadlifting for about a year and a half. I could squat and deadlift again. I'm not going, I'm not maxing out or anything like that, but I got two more stem cell procedures, one this Monday, which I'm doing a 72-hour fast for, to increase the stem cell production that when they go into my bone marrow, there's somewhere between between 10 and 20 times more stem cells. So I'm getting a super procedure just by fasting for 72 hours. So I've conditioned myself for this. I've trained, I've done 48 hours already. I got 72 hours starting tomorrow at 4 p.m. I got my back procedure Monday. I got my next uh, shoulder scope on the 29th and my last shoulder stem cell on the 11th. And then the big guy's getting back into wrestling full time after that. But it's been, man, it has been uh, a truly humbling experience. And like I said, I, I, I couldn't do anything. I was going to the gym and doing these makeshift workouts and I'd get out of bed and I rolled out. I had to f- fell to my knees. I couldn't stand up and... I, I truly feel it, it gave me a better understanding of back pain and the depression that it causes people. And, sure. and you have, but I don't take pills. I don't do any of that, man. And I just knew I had to be patient. And since I opted that the stem cells, give them time to do work their magic. And I didn't help anything by wrestling for a bit with it, but I've since learned my doctor got through to me. I've been taking it easy and I'm the best I've been in, in years. So it, well, that that's pivotal, bro. You have to, heal over that period now let me ask you the stem cells you're doing are they placenta stem cells or are they coming out of your own body no so they're doing my bone marrow from my hip that's they've been using bone marrow they did my shoulder they used they my first three shoulder procedures they doubled up they did a fat cell procedure and then two weeks later went back in there with my bone marrow and then they've just been doing bone marrow since but the bone marrows worked so well and i was most people they get one procedure and they're they're good, but I was in such bad shape. It's taken. It's taken. This is going to be the fourth one on my back. And granted, and Paige, I'm trying to get myself back to a level that I can go back and be a main event talent and push myself again. Uh, and it, so I need. I know where I need to be to be able to do that. And and right. so I've, I've had. This is the toughest part actually because I have to be very patient because I feel good again, but I need to be a little stronger. And this is where I think. And we were talking. I think after this next round, I don't think I know it's coming out there and, and implementing because I'm taking two months off of the gym for this to let everything set in one final time before I start my 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 training to to come back. And I think the the DDP yoga is going to be the DDPY is going to play a big part in for those first couple months too because I'm not going to be doing any weights or anything and I'm just going to let my body heal and just and just and, and work on my flexibility and. and now that the, the scope is going to be able to allow my shoulder to move a little more free that with the new stuff they found in there. So it, it's been a process, man, but patience is a, something that is I've learned in this time away. Well, you, you see of all like every video that you see, um, every, all of relentless, um, our new documentary, all of the resurrection, Jake steak, we did everything. So like we did all the filming, all the editing, everything. So when you're ready, 
I want you to come out here and spend at least a week. Yeah. And you'll and you'll hang with me. We'll work out. You'll still be able to do, do all your stuff you want to do in between that. But it, I want to share. I mean, dude, I got a hyperbaric chamber that is at twelve psi, which means thirty feet below uh, sea level. Mm. So this 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 is. I can't tell you what this has done for me. Like it is, it's, it's healed my brain. Cause I could feel like getting a little forgetful, yeah, you know, and you know, a lot of shots in the head. And I, I, I really wasn't thinking about so much today. I was thinking, how will this be 10 years from now? Yeah. You know, I, I, I'll be 63 in two months. I'm not training. You know, I'm not thinking about preparing for 65. That's going to be your tomorrow. Yep. You know, I'm preparing for 75, 85, 95, and believe it or not, 105. I'm the same and, way, man. I want to live to be as long, as old as I can and but feel as good as I can. And, and, that, and that's a deal. That's a deal with the, my hyperbaric chamber, like the next level is the one that's in the hospital. And when you get to 30 feet below sea level or 12 psi it's not only rushing oxygen into your 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 cells and your and your blood and oxidize your blood but at 12 psi it breaks the brain blood barrier and what that means it starts heading up oxygen into your brain and they said right healing at a different level yeah Healing at a cellular level. My, I have an endocrinologist, and I go see her every six months. I get all my blood work done, which is right now amazing. Yeah. Right now, she's like, I can't believe where you're at right now. And I was telling her about my hyperbaric chamber, and she was like, well, you know, Dallas, I don't know enough about them, but I do know this. I had a patient who was coming off of breast cancer and radiation treatments, and she said she had a, a, a incision that was a wound that she had for two years that would not heal. She said she tried every combination of medicine that she could. And at some point, you know, she said, so the only thing I could think of was I sent her down to Emory, Emory's, Emory's a huge hospital, you know, um, college here that has all the highest, newest, down there okay. and they've got like the space age um uh hyperbaric chamber it looks like something that's out of a science fiction movie and it's all glass you can see in it and it's all oxygen but the psi is like 15 which is a little bit more than mine but it doesn't matter once you get to 12 it break you know it's going that's through your whole yeah. body yep but th going to that hyperbaric chamber five days a week for two months, the woman was 100% healed. There's something to it. I'm sold. There's, some, <laughs> there's something. And I'll tell you one other thing. Nash just turned me on to this. And it's called a Beamer. And if you, it, I'll send you a link. Okay. It's, it's about blood flow. And if you, when you hang up with me, go to YouTube and would you just put Beamer blood flow, B-E-A-M-E-R blood flow. Okay. And you'll see how the a normal person's blood flow goes through their body, through the capillaries, how, how slow it moves. But when you get on a Beamer, morning and night, and it's like 15 minutes, morning, 15 minutes, night. You got to drink eight ounces of water before, eight ounces of water afterwards. And again, Nash turned me on to this. It 
mind-boggling how much faster it gets your blood moving, which energizes you, but it also gets the blood where you're, you're having like, like I had trouble with my hands, like my hands going numb, like literally waking me up. And I can't imagine what these NFL guys are going through yeah, with it, wow. you know, what, what they've gone through. But my hands would be so numb. I'd, I'd wake up and I have to like hit myself and try to get it. Nash told me he was going all the way up his bicep. And um, since he's been on this thing, creates the blood flow. And when you see it, you're going to freak you out. But don't I will, get I'll like, check that out. Like, it's a multi-level gimmick. They've got this thing going, so these people make money. But Kev, it's like 1700 if you go through them. But if you go through this site that he gave me, it was $1,225. i am telling you, my, my kid, one of my kids who lives with me, she does it. My wife does it. When they're laying on it, my dogs come. I got three Frenchies. Two of them will come on each side of her because they want to... It must be, you know, dogs are smarter yeah, than yep. human beings. Frenchies they come are the over. best, man. I got one in a Boston myself. They, they're great uh, dogs. I, dudes, send me that picture. I'll send you a couple pictures of ours. Okay, you um, got it. <laughs> yeah, because Frenchy people, you know, you know. They're, oh, yeah. My they're, baby they're, Sophie's they're, actually had three back surgeries. She's three years old and has disc disease. I've spent the whole year helping her. It's been but oh that's a whole God. other story. I'll tell you about that later. But it's, <laughs> it, man, I love her to death, man. And But she's doing good now. But. I know you have a lot. You, you're, it's late your time, Paige, and I don't want to keep you. I just want to wrap this up, and I, I just want to ask you your thoughts on this because I think it's a great deal. You have a, you have great, rich history with Cody Rhodes. How proud are you with everything he's doing with, with the All Elite Wrestling and AEW? And for him, I, I, I'm, I've known him a long time. I used to live with him and uh, back in, in Louisville, Kentucky. And I just, what, are you, what are your thoughts on everything Cody's doing and what he's done and, and how he's matured and grown up? Mind blown, bro. Yep. Yeah, I, yeah. Let me tell you a story because you probably—I don't know—I don't know if you know, if you know this story, but back when you know Dusty had Turnbuckle Entertainment, and you know he—he was—I uh, was going to the WWE, and um, like so, 2002. He's 14 at that time, or whatever age he is. Yeah. All I know is I say to him, maybe it was 2001 or 2000s, somewhere around there, and I see him. He's—he—he's he, at the at the gym where we had the ring and stuff. And, um, I said, so, well, uh, when you start football, bro, he's going to be a sophomore. And he says, uh, you know, I'm not going to play football this year. I went, what? You've been playing since you're 10 years old or eight years old. He, I go, you love football. He goes, yeah, I still love football. He said, but I want to focus on wrestling this year. He goes in my junior year, I'm going to win the States. I go, you're going to win the States in your junior year. I go, that's a bold statement there, young. I always called them young buck. How funny is that? <laughs> I say, that's a bold statement, young buck. I go, you know what that's going to, you know, it's going to take for that. He goes, hell yeah, it's going to, you know, it's going to, it's going to take a lot of what to work in. So his sophomore year, he goes like 18 and 12 or something. His junior year, I'm in LA and I find out that he's 11 and 0. So I call him up. I'm like, hey, young buck, what's up? He goes, oh, man, great. Oh, man, what a year I'm having. I'm 11 and 0, blah, blah, blah. We talking. Then I call him back when he's 24 and 0. And he's super pumped, super level-headed, but super pumped. Yep. And then I call him back when he's 33 and 0. 
And he says to me, oh, my God, Dallas, I mean, I just got interviewed by the Atlanta Constitution, the journal here. And, you know, they interviewed NBC came and they interviewed me and Pop. And, you know, uh, he always called him Dusty. He called him Pop. He called him Dusty. Yeah. Me and Dusty. And he, and he goes, oh, Dallas, you just don't know. I go, whoa, whoa, slow down there, young buck. Uh, I, I think I was a three-time world champion. I think, No, no, I don't mean it like that. I go, I go, <laughs> I go listen, kid, keep your feet on the ground. I go, you're 33 and 0. I go, you got a huge bullseye on you. Yeah. I said, I'll tell you what, you get to the, you get to the, the, the state finals. You get to the state finals. I'll be there. I live in LA. He's like, you're going to be there. You're going to come. I go, absolutely. I wouldn't miss it. Yeah. I, I booked it right away. Yeah. Son of a bitch went 48. And, uh, and you know what? He never talks about that. I, I've no, he doesn't. He doesn't talk about that at all, man. Because that a lot of people would be, be you know. And I know, no doubt, he's proud about it. But that that just goes to show because I never once ever heard him brag about that or bring that up. And well, listen to this. Listen to this. The next year, I want to say he's twelve and zero, and I hear he loses. So I call him up. Hey, young buck, what's up? He's like Dallas. I lost lost and i went and 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 i said thank god yeah and he went what why would you say that Dallas? why would you say that i said cody do you think you learn anything from winning i go bro you learn from losing yep. you learn from falling down you learn from making mistakes i go that's how you learn i said you see you know something now like that kid thinks he beat you I go, you're not in the state championship yet. I go, would you rather been 46 and 0, met him in the state's finals, and he beat you then? I go, he thinks he beat you. I go, you got one up on him right now. Yeah. I go, now just friggin' stay centered and just keep focusing. I brought my, my daughter Brittany to that match, and I was up in the stands. And in Georgia, when you're in the state finals, you have your your family. That's the five people. That's has a lot to do with what happened at All In. Yeah, bringing those five guys down. You could have five family members, and I'm up in the stands. And wow. Cody looks at his dad. He goes, "Dad, get Dallas down here." Like <laughs> one of his family members had to leave. Wow. And, and I came down there for that and watched him eat. The same kid who beat him. That's incredible. Yeah, and ate him. Yeah. And and here's what was really interesting. Over that period, we were talking about him going to, you know, he, he really, in his mind, he was going to win the States. Mm -hmm. So winning two state championships, if I, if, if I, if he loses and he didn't really say that, but if that happens, I, you know, then maybe I'll go and go for some AAU championships. But if I win two state championships, if I sort of, Proved to myself where I am with that. Yeah. You know, maybe I'll come out to LA and be an actor. So his junior year, I brought him out. And when he came out that week, Terry Crews was nobody. And Terry Crews is one of the guys of my book who talks about what this book means. Yeah. Yep. I knew Terry when he was nothing. And I used to tell him, you're going to be one of the biggest stars in the world, bro. I just knew it yeah. by who he was. And I told Cody that. And Terry was on a, a movie with Snoop Dogg called um, Soul Plane. Yeah. And I brought him to the set. I introduced him. Terry just had a bit part. 
I introduced him to Terry. I told him, Terry's going to be one of the biggest stars in the world. And I brought him, Rob Zombie had uh, a, a party for uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. I brought him to that. Here's a 17-year-old kid getting pictures with Rob Zombie, <laughs> Terry Crews. Yep. Uh, so he came out to Hollywood, and he worked with my guy, Howard Fine, who is one of the best acting coaches. Now he works with NXT. You know, yep. because of Cody, though, that's why. And he got his chops in acting and learned the way you're supposed to learn, how to write bios and how to really own the character, bring yourself to it. So then he came to OVW and got with you guys, and you know what happened there. Yep. But knowing the kid who told me he was going to win the state championship when he was a sophomore, and not that year, the next year, like when – I heard that he said that he was going to draw 10,000 people. You knew he was going to do it. I just felt like when it happened, people were like, were you surprised? I'm like, yeah, yes, but no. Yeah. <laughs> yep. like, You've known not, him from you know, since he was little, so you would know best. Uh, yeah, you know, and, and what's great is I, I get the, you know, to, to be around, to be a fly on the wall. Um, people say, are you going to go to a, you know, AEW? It's like, no, that's not. That's not my thing, you know. Yeah. I'm changing the world at a different level. Now, you know, WWE has been very good to me. Absolutely. So I, I have an amazing relationship, and I'm very loyal. Yep. You know, they've been very good to me. Um, but if he needs me for something here and there, spot thing, heck, I'm there, yeah. just like I was for All In. But WWE, same thing. They need me. Boom, I'm going to go do something. Yep. It's going to be something short, easy, and doable. Yeah. But um, – uh, I'm just so proud. I'm so it, proud of him. You know? it's, I think it's just good for wrestling in general because he, he has an evolved mindset too, and some of the things that you're hearing that they're going to be doing. I'm I'm excited as a pro wrestler myself, as a fan. I think it's good. I think competition is always good, and I, I I'm I'm beyond happy with him for that. But Paige, I want to wrap up. I ask every guest this, but before we go, uh, if there's one piece of advice, and I know there's many, and there's a lot. If there's just one piece of advice you can give our listeners and everybody out there from what you've learned in your life, one thing you could leave them with, what would that be? Oh man, more than anything, never give up. Yeah. You know, you know, you know it doesn't matter how many times you fall down, yeah. you know, like, like so many people, bro, I will meet them and they'll go, I, I bought your program and I'll go. So have you, are you doing it? And some people will say to me, no, I, I haven't done it yet. I'm like, what are you waiting for? Well, I'm afraid I'll fail. Yep. Like, like I said in the beginning of this, you know, Churchill said that success is moving from failure to failure yep. without losing enthusiasm, yep. you know, without a lack of enthusiasm. So you just got to get in. And if you start and you stop, that's okay. Start again. Yep. And then just reprogram. And that's, again, that's what Positively Unstoppable is all about. It's teaching you the art of owning it. And the people out there who are listening, you know, go get it. Go get the book. You know, if you're really jazzed Great. up and you want you know, take it, take it to another step and go, go to PositivelyUnstoppable.com and get in our contest. You know, try to win a million bucks. You know what I mean? Nothing to lose to me, on that. Yeah, it's Hold like yourself accountable. It, it, that's really what it is. It's just like try to just start to believe in yourself because believe me, it really works. Like you can create your own destiny. Absolutely. I've been doing it my whole life and 
everybody has the ability to do what they're looking to do. They just got to believe it. Believe in yourself. Absolutely. Paige, I can't thank you enough for making the time. You had this busy day, and I know you've had a hell of a three days and get some sleep. And uh, <laughs> I, just, I, I thank you greatly for, for doing what you're doing and helping people. And you're an inspiration to me, and uh, you've always been great to me, and uh, you have all the respect in the world for me. So with that being said, guys, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back after these messages. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's the big guy, Ryback. And I want to talk to you about Fuel Meals, my personal meal prep service I've been using for years. Meal prep at your doorstep. Fuel Meals at FuelMeals.com has something for everybody. An easy way to eat healthy in this fast-paced life we are all living. Whenever I'm in a pinch, I go to my Fuel Meals and I love it. I love to eat real food, but the fact is I can't cook for every single meal of the day. So Fuel Meals come in handy for me when I need it most, and I think it could help you too. Tell them the big guy sent you and use discount code the big guy to save 15%. Fuelmeals.com. Feed me more. We are back. Man, I'd like to thank Diamond Dallas Page uh, for coming on conversation with the big guy Ryback and uh, speaking with me. And uh, man, he is an inspirational dude, if there is one out there. And he, he's, he's been an inspiration for me, too. And. Um, just my interactions with him and in being one of the guys I grew up watching and he's a good kind-hearted human being what you see is real it's genuine that maybe isn't always necessarily the case with everyone with a lot of them it is but but for him it 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 100% is and uh and it helped me with my business with my feed me more nutrition and everything I do um and seeing him uh how he interacts with people and, and, and I think in, I've read this time and time again, and I've always kept this in, in my mind and my heart. And it, it's hard at times being extremely busy, but just trying to help people. And that if you can find something you're passionate about and, and offer something of service and help people and just try to be kind and help people, usually, you know, from a business standpoint, everything's going to work out all right. Maybe not necessarily always the case, but it's just a matter of, it, it is just something and I get emails from you guys and, and whatnot and, and, and DMs and on Instagram and on Twitter. And it, I, I do my best to try to help as much as I can and whatnot. Uh, and sometimes it, I can't always get to everything all the time. But it's just seeing that from him, it, it's inspired me. And um, it's just he's doing great things. He's helping people. We've seen, we've seen it all documented. And I highly, highly recommend you guys check out his book, Positively Unstoppable out now uh, with his DDPY yoga program. It's, I'm looking forward to starting it back up here. I'm going to take a couple months off of the gym after these stem cell procedures. And um, just a great guy. I loved, man, I loved talking to him. So I hope you guys enjoyed that as well. With that, I think we're going to go ahead, wrap up episode 125 here. We'll have JD and Asian Joe back next week. But with that, I think go ahead and tune up. I like the little bit of Beethoven at the end of this show. It's a little classical music never hurt anybody. For all fan mail, guys, P.O. Box 752740, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89136. Amazon merch for my Feed Me More Nutrition, all Ryback stuff, all Feed Me More stuff. Conversation with the big guy shirts are now available on Amazon. If you'd like to support this podcast on Amazon merch, 
Just type in Feed Me More Nutrition or Feed Me More or Ryback. Feed Me More Nutrition, available on FeedMeMore.com, eBay, and Amazon, and at Wise Chiropractic here in Las Vegas. For personal video shout-outs for myself, go to Cameo.com slash TheBigGuyRyback. Wake Up, It's Feeding Time, my motivational book, available on Amazon in paperback, audible, and Kindle formats. For all pro wrestling bookings, book the big guy at Yahoo.com or Bill Barron's at Showbiz at AOL.com. Fuel Meals, my personal meal prep service. Can't say enough good things about them. I eat those things when I'm actually eating, not fasting. FuelMeals.com. Save 15% with discount code THEBIGGUY. And follow us on social media, YouTube.com slash channel at CWTBG, at Ryback22, and at Nutrition on Twitter. Feed Me More Nutrition on Facebook at the big guy Ryback22, at Feed Me More Nutrition, and at Conversation with the Big Guy on Instagram, and Ryback247 on Snapchat. Thank you guys for listening. You've just listened to another episode of Conversation with the Big Guy Ryback. Feed me more. with the big guy Ryback. Subscribe, like, rate, comment, and